Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake, your same old podcast in a new year. <laughs> we did it again, Dan. Yeah, yeah we did. We did. <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I mean, I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit larger. <laughs> uh, and, I'm, and I'm Dan Ryan. I've been an AI this whole time. Oh. But not a hat one. Mm. Oh, we'll get to that, Dan. I've got to talk to you. No, you no, you've you for the past four weeks. I've been sitting uh, on a secret. And you've been prepping this manifesto. You've mm-hmm. been you've been sending me cryptic messages telling me to It's over. To dig my grave. <laughs> so I'm ready. If, you know. Yeah, but uh of course we just got off the high that was our Christmas celebration, our Yuletide Fest, yep. where we watched a few Rankin Bass movies that changed our lives forever. Yes, being partnered with one of the most influential films of all time, Citizen Kane. Yes. Uh, today we're finishing up another series in our first episode of the new year with Oran High School Host Club. We're bidding adieu to these lovely hosts, mm-hmm. and then uh, we've got a few. Uh, we've got Sinister Six on the horizon. Yeah, right around the corner. A few special mini animes before our two hundredth episode. Yeah, some filler planned, yeah. but some fun filler. I think. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm so excited. To, to get into what we have the next. The way I'm so. going to squeeze in an entire series in three episodes. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been done on this pod before, but... Uh, we're going to try. We're going to do our try. best. So. we got to make up for the PR nightmare of the Christmas special. Well, it wasn't a PR <laughs> nightmare. I re-listened to it, and it's a beautiful episode. No, our rank and bass figured, is some yeah. of our funniest shit. There was a lot of things. I mean, it's unhinged, but mm-hmm. sometimes the best humor is. And then our Citizen Kane is full of facts and... Love of movies. Yeah, we, so. we, we, it was a good, no, it was a very good balance of, um, <laughs> of like the Rankin Bass craziness and then a very, very, which I enjoyed, serious look at <laughs> yeah. Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. I, which I was happy to do because yes. we, we weren't not gonna do Citizen Kane, so. And for once, I wasn't shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but hey! I, I don't know. It's like these, it's like the Rankin Pass episodes, whatever it is about them, they always leave like a wake of psychic damage. They really do. I was like, oh, well. We learn and grow for next year. Like, of all the productions that we watch consistently, it, you know, not not anime, not yeah. B-movie, it's always those Rankin-Bass yes. specials that just... We are Keeper of the Keys, so... Like, I'm still thinking about Mad Monster Party. As I knew you I'm would. Still, yeah. I'm still unpacking it. The young suitcases, Doyle. Yep. Within suitcases, I, it, I, I'm just like... In case I'm ever pressed by the media, like mm-hmm. what, like what piece of what, media changed you? Like what went wrong with Mad Monster? Like well, the, at one point the the vampires like I'm gonna go bat, yeah. which isn't a it's not no, a joke. It's no, not a not so a joke, it, I man. yeah I it, I can only wonder what'll happen next year because. Mm. We are running low on notable well, rank and best. But... I've got some ideas. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. As long as you, as long as there's something else that we can, we can. I draw will from. say, uh, Sinister Six willing down the line, there is a rank and bass adjacent thing in the pot. So okay. mm, we might get there too. We might bridge out a little bit more. Interesting. Uh, with that, do we have any news? I mean, I had the week off, so I was able to catch up on a lot of things. Yes. Um, I was able to view a lot of uh, a TV and finish a series or two, so I guess I'll start with anime. That's mm-hmm. what you're all here for. I finished Chainsaw Man Season 1, mm-hmm. and it was good! It was good. I don't know where this is going. Um, apparently it's like a fifth of the way through the manga, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Or part one of the manga. The manga's still ongoing. Yes. Um, but I-, I was into it. Uh, a lot of cool fights, a lot of zany characters. It feels like... Uh, this director dude is really into film based on the intro and his references here. And I saw a lot of people getting upset that they like changed Denji's facial expression for like one frame mm-hmm. in the show. Aside from that, though, it, it has seemingly stuck very close to the manga panels. So I don't mm-hmm. know why people are getting so upset over this. 
Right. I have not finished Chainsaw Man yet, mm. um, because I have not had that glorious stretch of free time to mm-hmm. uh, to do so yet. Well, I did, but I wasted it on something stupid, as we'll get into of course, later. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, no, I've enjoyed what I've seen. Um, in terms of anime samplings, I've just been watching JoJo's this week. Mm. I've been uh, far ahead of where Stardust Crusaders is all ready to go mm-hmm. for anyone who sticks with us in another month. Mm-hmm. Um that's all ready to go, but I'm I'm charging ahead with all the other seasons to try to get a feel for where everything goes, whether or not we'll bring those seasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like we will. I feel like you would enjoy Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, it's like small town mystery uh, mm-hmm. with a lot of like New Jersey goobs populating this t- town in Japan. So. Love that, love that. Uh, but yeah, that's that, that was my main um, thing. Mm. But, uh, well, not main thing. I'll let you do another news article, then... I have something that might make you happy. So. Oh my, okay. Um, this is uh, anime adjacent. I don't know if we brought it up, but Avatar is getting a new show and a movie. The Last yes. Airbender. Yeah. Um, I think it's in 2024. Mm-hmm. So the show is still a while away, but the movie will focus on the Ang gang as uh, adults. Yeah, yeah. Or, or teenage adults. There like was that anything. artwork that was going around where the crew drew them mm-hmm. as like... You know, in their 20s, and yeah. apparently that's what it's focusing on. Like, Dante Bosco is coming back as mm. Zuko for that stretch of time, so. Mm. And uh, the show looks promising. Gonna be an Earthbender. The next in line. We'll be watching that. No, without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, big news if you're an Avatar The Last Airbender fan. And if you like Avatar, the other Blue People one, Avatar The Way of Order, has made $900 billion according to Gabe, so... <laughs> yes. That statistic might be a little off, but yeah. yeah I have not seen it. Mm. I believe Matt Cabrera did see it. I don't he, have the time for that. recommended it. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know if we've ever covered this on the podcast. I saw the first one like three times when it was in... The first time that it was in theaters. Because mm. that was a big deal with how it did 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, old cynical me has not been motivated to go to the movies... Uh, in a bit, yeah. aside from, like, anime stuff. Yeah. Which I have, is fine. I have everything on demand, like, through my sites. Yeah. So why leave the home? Um, yeah, because I, I just don't like people, like, coughing no. and, and screaming and yeah. laughing. And kids these days have no respect mm-hmm. during these st- stupid cartoon mm-hmm. alien movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just don't know how to behave, Dad. <laughs> um... But no, I gotta check that out at some point. Too, mm. so. Yep. so Avatar is on its way, and you had some news to share. Um, okay, uh, non-stupid tasks aside, mm. uh, one of the biggest time killers for this for me this past week has been Persona 5 Royal. I'm very happy, Dan. How um, are you enjoying it so? It kinda has me hooked. Good. It has become my primary, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill some time with this, gonna use it to relax, gonna... I think it has hooked me as well as anyone else. Like, what, what you, you know, the, the sim, similar vibe that you got when you played it. Mm. Uh, I remember back in the day you, you know, lauded it. You, you did, you, yeah. Both versions of so it. So nice I played it twice. Um, and having it on the Switch again with that with that Sakurai dual-screen setup, I can, I can enjoy a life sim type thing much more. Mm-hmm. And... I'm at, I'm getting invested. Yeah, like I'm like any li- standout character so far. Um, I really, re- and of course, I I come to this and I'm and I'm already confusing his name, Fox. Hmm. Yep. Artist. Yep. Um. Uh. What's his name? Key. Uh, voiced by Matt Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, It'll come to me. He's probably been one of my favorite additions so mm-hmm. far. Um. 
I just, I like his character design. I like his, like, ice um, mm-hmm. Japanese painting mm-hmm. um, persona that he has with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, like, like taking the time to sit down and play it, there's a lot of things that, you know, I couldn't, I guess I couldn't properly appreciate it when I was, like, trying to rush through things on console. Like, now, this time, I'm trying to actually collect more personas and figure out the fusion process and, mm-hmm. like, have fun with mm-hmm. that instead of just, you know, charging forward. Yeah. Um, I really like it. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoying it so oh, far. Good. It's yeah. a, It's an easy game. It's a, it goes down easy, I should say. But again, one mad monster party nitpick. Yeah. Why doesn't uh, Murasame transform into a, a, a squid? I don't know. Because Ink. <laughs> yeah. And he has a painting of a squid that, like, knocks people out. Mm. And he, you know, a squid with multiple arms, he would have his hands in all the pots. And like, then we could have a reference artwork. to, like, the waves off uh, yeah. Nagasaki painting thing. I deducted a point for that. Wow. But it'll probably no earn squid. the... It'll Bad probably, game. It'll probably Dan. earn the point back. Yeah. But as a Splatoon fan, I thought, like, hmm, mm-hmm. like, is he going to turn into a squid monster? But he was not. He was he some paintings. No. And then he was, like, Super Sentai. Yeah, so just, I'm a, like, just a bad artist. And on, in any other circumstance, I'd be like, oh, Super Sentai. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of wanted a squid. Yeah. I wanted a big monster. Mm-hmm. I will uh, say, though, you should keep your peepers on, like, a playthrough guide just so you don't miss out on that extra content. Because you can. Mm-hmm. All right? Well... To, yeah. to what, like, like the goofy... You can just miss it. The game can end before that. Okay. Yeah. Because... You gotta do certain things before a time limit passes in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do need to... I do remember you warned me about that. Yes. I have gotten, like, a handful of, like, goofy sitcom side stories mm-hmm. that I've played Yeah, well, through, that's fine. But... but there are specific ones you need to get to a certain point before a certain time in the game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I got time to chill. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Just to just make sure you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into the big news again, I have a, a few films to discuss, but since we're talking about video games, this would be a good place to put this. I finished Pokemon. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that later. And I picked up Xenoblade Chronicles 3 again. Mm-hmm. Said, this is a fun game. I'm in chapter five. I'm blazing through. And then Xenoblade, not even on like the last area yet. There's still like a mystery crater in the middle of the world mm-hmm. that I haven't reached yet. And I was like, oh, this is going to be the, that is going to be the double world reveal. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like a huge map that is going to be twice as long as the game before. But no, Dan, before even that, I got a little Scooty Puff boat and they gave me a whole ocean to explore now. Mm-hmm. And it felt very overwhelming at the time. Mm-hmm. So I have to go island by island slowly. And surely now, making sure I get everything on each and every island before moving on. But it's so much content, Dan. I've mm-hmm. never had so much content in a video game before. It puts Elden Ring to shame just how big it feels. Because even Elden Ring, I was like, oh, it's big, but like, there's a lot of open spaces here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to stop every two seconds to defeat something. I can mm-hmm. take my time. This was a little stress-inducing, but I'm happy to be back in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because I do like these characters and stories. And I want to finish this game before other games come out. I don't know how I'm going to do it when I go back to work, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try my darndest to get as far as I can yet again mm-hmm. until the next free time and more games come my way that, you know, I have to play. Oh. Um, so Xenoblade Chronicles 3, high recommend, but really mind-blowing in the scale. Yeah. Someday I will check it out because mm-hmm. it seems like, um, I don't know, like a lot of people are, are, are Xenoblade has like earned its place amongst uh Aside from some people get mad about Xenoblade getting <laughs> games, like, it seems to have earned its spot as, like, a prestige Nintendo title now. Yeah. It's, like, 
it seems like a massive, well-polished game Mm -hmm. with tons of characters, tons of story, tons of depth, which I'm assuming you're contrasting with something else. Mm, I'll never tell. Uh, Just yet. But, uh... Why ever would you say that, Deb? But... No, but that's good. Mm. Yeah, we should have that. So, so uh, another high recommend for me, even though it's big, mm-hmm. dauntingly big. Um, I did see a couple movies. Mm-hmm. I saw a trio of films that I'll give quick reviews for. Uh, just last night, ringing in the new year, I saw the latest Luca Guadagnino joint. Mm-hmm. You'll know him from Nusperia and such. Mm-hmm. And call me by your name. Uh, Bones and All, which is a YA novel turned movie about, well, I don't really want to spoil it. The title kind of does it itself it's creepy it's a love story it has timothy chalamet in it i'm familiar with it yeah 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 yeah. it was interesting i just think it was beautifully shot it's a little bit southern it feels like the modern day twilight Mm -hmm. without a spider monkey or shining like diamonds in the sunshine and way bloodier and i mean it's blood it's gore i'm used to it at this point yes it's like oh i'm expecting luca guadagnino uh to pull this out it does feel like all his films are set in the same weird zany universe even though they're all different properties Mm -hmm. Just by the way he shoots, and uh, I think he wrote, works with uh, David Kajanik on all his scripts as well. Um, it was just interesting to see how I thought it could relate to the Suspiria universe, mm-hmm. even with these vastly different characters uh, inhabiting the worlds. Uh, second, I saw Tar, Kate Blanchett's Tar. How was it? How was, was it? was very good. Did not go in the direction I thought it was going to go. And it has... I can't describe it because I need you to experience it in person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Elvis in that way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything about you, but the ending is like if you had punked me. <laughs> okay, no, no, yeah. you messaged me yeah, that. Like I, this is this it, is this is you I, pulling a ruse on. Like no, I, it, it's like you one upped me, and I got like my worst punishment in history. That in our. It only makes sense, like, you'll be listening to this episode and you go, oh, that makes sense after you've seen the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it only makes sense if you've heard this and you know Dan and I as people. Uh, the ending to us wouldn't be that bad of a punishment. But in the universe of Tar and this conductor, that's uh, she conducts, like, Brahms and all the, the high-end stuff. Just that ending... I, I mean, it's perfect for us. It really describes our friendship to a T. And that's that's all I'm going to say. It's a beautifully shot movie. Okay. It's tense. Okay. It, it feels like a horror movie. I think she's going to be the youngest three-time Oscar winner, Cate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. I think this might be her third, even though I'm Team Michelle Yeoh for everything, everywhere, all at once. That's where my chips are at this mm-hmm. current moment. Maybe it'll be neither of them. Maybe it'll be uh, uh, Michelle Williams for the Fablemans, but mm-hmm. who knows? Um, watch Tar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and stick around for that ending because okay. it's gonna—it's a, a mind blow moment. Now I get the vibe that you're talking about, like what would be the gravest insult that you and I could? Sp- okay, then mm-hmm. then, then I, I kind of get the vibe. Something like that, so, yeah. 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 yeah, And it's not All that right. bad. Right. Like it, it there—it's not a punishment for us, but it would be how the world views. Yes. Like oh, this is what Jonathan has been deigned to do. <laughs> um, and then lastly, the old Ma- uh, Martin McDowell, Malcolm McDowell—I forget his first name. I watched Banshees of Inishern. I am definitely going to watch that soon, too. I have a physical. It's on HBO Max. You can pick your poison. You enjoyed it? I loved it. I love his plays. He's a prolific Irish playwright, being known for The Ferryman and other things, and In Bruges, which mm-hmm. is one of McAbara's favorites. I love this. It's dark humor. It's Irish to the T. Nothing more Danny Boy would ever want in a movie. And mm-hmm. I thought uh, the the interactions between Colin Firth and, uh, what's his name, Brendan Gleeson, or Colin Farrell, which one... I always mix up my Collins. It's Brendan Gleeson and then one of the Collins. 
Yeah, Colin Farrell. Colin yeah. Farrell. Yeah. Uh, they're they're also like us, me being Brendan and you being Colin. Yes. In the role. Yeah. We have a falling out. Yeah. So. Yep. So watch Banshees of Inishern. Mm-hmm. It's a theatrical event. Uh, I don't know why more people aren't talking about it, but the buzz I've heard is good all around. Maybe because it came out so late this year and it was kind of overshadowed by other things. It is an Oscar contender, right? I don't know about that. I haven't heard that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But mm. good movie. Of Fine course. film. Of course. Yes. I'm definitely going to, I'm going to try to prioritize watching that one because that mm-hmm. one looked the most interesting. Yes. Uh, to me. But I want to check out the other ones too. I want to, I want to check out like anything that, that's got Oscar buzz. Mm-hmm. Usually I kind of make a last minute effort to try to get stuff in and I never regret it. So mm-hmm. well, usually pays off pretty well. There we go, Dan. That's everything I have aside from Damien Chazelle's Babylon reusing uh, snippets of Cities of Stars, City of Stars from La La Land. Uh, and ripping off parts of Boogie Nights. Yeah. Like, like whole like whole scenes mm-hmm. that are apparently in there as quote-unquote references, but just straight-up yeah. plot points from Boogie Nights. <laughs> and, you know, while I hated La La Land, I feel like I'd love Babylon, because people hate Babylon. I have to see it first. It to varies. Be the judge. Yeah. It varies. It seems I, like a very me movie. I, well, I was, I was curious if you were going to bring this movie up, because mm. the way that, like, the responses that it's gotten, and it's kind of, like, less-than-stellar performance, I guess... Is like, um, I don't know, I have such a weird relationship with movies like this, because you lent me a copy of La La Land. Yeah, and you had an emotional moment. I did, yeah. I watched it, I loved it. Yeah. It, you know, it, you never know what's going to prompt that response from me. Mm-hmm. I found myself thoroughly enjoying Bridgerton uh-huh. uh, last week, mm-hmm. so that was, you never know with me. It's it's a, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. But... I myself kind of have some fatigue with, like, the the movies that are, like, the glitz and craziness of old Hollywood. Um, There was that movie that came out that was, uh, it was the the George Clooney one. Mm -hmm. I forget. I am forgetting. Oh, I I think I know what you're talking about, too, but it wasn't good or something like that. I don't. I, I, I wish I remembered. I the the, wish I remembered the name Vamp for one second because it, it is it is critical to this uh, rant that I'm going on. City of Stars to think <laughs> they got an Oscar for writing the same song a hundred times. Yeah, that too. It, the it, like the, 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 it's like the same beat. It um, literally is the same song, Dan, and that is why I'm so pissed at Basic and Ball. That's what I refer to them, not Pasek and Paul. They also were behind Dear Evan Hansen, which I have an abject hatred towards. Hail Caesar was Hail the movie. Hail Caesar. Oh, Mark loves that movie. I hated that mm. movie. Uh, another 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 point that I can I can do battle with him yeah. someday if we ever come to Two it. Two champions. That like there's like this subgenre of like oh the glitz and glamour of old Hollywood and here's a Dan and here's a Jonathan and how are they gonna they're gonna come out of this miserable but they're gonna do dancing and singing and there's gonna be uh, drugs and oh look is that a is that a wild animal who yeah. like and it's like I'm like enough <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that like that's like I I I, f- I have a feeling that like you have to. There's got to be more depth than that. Because something that I saw in the discussion of Babylon Mm. was that for better or worse, you had, like, that was... Now, obviously, a director is not always going to get final say on what the trailers and stuff look like, but there's no indication of, like, a plot. Mm. There's The indication is that, like, Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt are going to be at a lot of Hedonistic parties, yeah. Hedonistic parties. Mm -hmm. And then... You look at the runtime, it's like two hours, 30 minutes. Like, okay, so they're going to be at a lot of these parties. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's like, I, I have a feeling that you can't, like... 
with some of these like dark comedy period pieces i i want them to be reevaluated i want them to mm. be like i want i want cuz th- this came out recently and amsterdam came out recently and mm-hmm. no one saw amsterdam no uh, that was, was the also, bad movie that I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that that was another period piece. Like, oh, everyone's in mustaches. Taylor Swift is there. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're gonna fast talk in twenties. Doesn't T Swift get run over by a car? She either. does. She gets oh. pushed in front of a car and well, run over. Maybe I'll like, check it out just for that. I'm like, okay, guys, maybe <laughs> maybe a movie's gotta maybe maybe Christmas has to be something more. It has to it has to like be something beyond. You really like, changed after Mad Monster Party, Dan. I did. Yeah. I it opened my it opened my third eye. Yeah. I I I I can't forgive certain things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the misleading marketing for Mad Monster Party. Mm-hmm. Why was that question mark in there anyway? They there did have they did party. What was the party? Briefly. Yeah. They had a rager and then they but the the drama of the night didn't begin until after that. No. So No, it didn't. But yeah, that's what I, uh, you, is, oh, no, I gotta, mm-hmm. gotta talk about something, another movie. Yeah. Uh, I did see I Am Late Behind You, but I did see Glass Onion. Oh, yeah. and thoughts? I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, because I watched it, I looked into a lot of stuff about it, did some trope searching, did some, you know, like, research into it, and at first, I, like, my only complaint was that it felt so... Like um, Netflix-y. I don't know. Like like the atmosphere yeah. felt really really different from Knives Out. Yeah. But then it's like Knives Out is a fall movie. Mm-hmm. This one is a summer, summer movie, and it's like I'm like okay okay. So if that's that's a recurring thing too, is that they're they're all going like Knives Out was like a cozy yeah uh, uh like you know grandma's mansion Mer- Mengel mansion or whatever it is <laughs> yeah could be claustrophobic at yeah. times but like it it all plays into that and then this was like a big open. Mm-hmm playing into the plot it's like a big open summer you know the yeah. light is shining down on the situation everything is bright everything is is clear and and, and open um like a glass onion yeah. and i will agree with your take mm-hmm. that it is not as strong as knives out mm-hmm. um but i really really like this pattern that that johnson is creating yeah i think that it's a franchise that i'll be keeping my eyes out Mm -hmm. of because he has a respect as i mentioned countless times for the murder mystery genre Mm -hmm. uh so much in fact that he put stephen sondheim in there who notably threw murder mystery parties as i mentioned Mm -hmm. inspired clue uh based on a stephen sondheim murder mystery party he like got together and apparently that's the lore of that movie with was without those parties we might not have had clue the movie Mm -hmm. inspiring this um, he just has a care for this specific genre. Well, and as I looked into, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, too. Mm-hmm. He did something yeah. with, with mystery, uh, murder mystery parties, mm-hmm. too. Like, he hosted something, or he was, he was, like, the producer of something that, uh, that, so all of those people were tangentially mystery-related, and yeah. then, obviously, Natasha Leone is doing, yeah. at the time, was doing a, a then mm-hmm. upcoming mystery thing. Mm. I forget which one it was, mm. but it, yeah, yeah so... But no, I, I, if we keep getting these, like, um, uh, you know, movies where the, it's like a, like a murder mystery set up and then mm-hmm. there's like a halfway twist. Twist. Yeah. I did see this twist coming, though. I had a feeling in me bones. We're not going to spoil it, mm-hmm. but I, I saw the halfway twist coming. I'll explain off air. I just had a feeling mm-hmm. and I knew something from the beginning. Like, I put, I put together one of the late reveals and, like, the few opening moments. It was just a thought that crossed my mind, but I went, oh. Yeah. I did think that someone else committed the final murder, in quotes. Mm-hmm. That didn't turn out to be true, but 
I, I was definitely less uh, gooped and gagged than Knives Out 1's reveal. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think that that maybe lends itself, because it's like, it's a similar setup, but then the approach is like, tweaked slightly. Mm-hmm. So then in in a theoretical third one, if if that, if we get another, you know, maybe that'll be done better again. Yeah. Maybe that'll, you know, we'll return to like a Knives Out level. Mm-hmm. But uh, all that being said, it's like, it's a very... It's Very fun. Well done movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's got a lot of unique celebrity cameos that I love that we keep, like, the new Twitter meme is, like, who's going to be a Knives Out 3? Yeah. And I think that's fun for the internet to get together for that. Like, who do we want to see in this? And, and, and a lot of stuff to unpack, because there was, like, there's, like, these TikToks going around of, mm-hmm. like, the opening scene and how everyone is... Wearing masks. Yeah. I saw it, too. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like what it what that says about their character, considering mm-hmm. that it's set in, like, May 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... It, 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 interesting stuff. Yeah. So, I, I hope for more on that front. Mm-hmm. Well, you know something I don't hope for more of, Dan? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is it time? Are you seated? I'm seated. You yeah. comfortable? I'm cozy? I, you yeah. told me to make my arrangements, well, so is I a, This did. is a safe space, Dan. Mm-hmm. As you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're free to share all of our opinions on this. Yeah. I played a certain game near and dear to us. Yes. Near and dear to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pokemon Violet mm-hmm. was my cup of tea, and you know me on this podcast going into it. I was nothing but positive towards it. I was very excited. The character designs in Pokemon, as always, were consistent. Yes. I was hopeful for the future. But uh, I didn't like this game, Dan. I didn't like this game as much as you would hope. Okay. Yeah. And that's fine. I I beat it. I played it. I had to get all of our Pokemon together so we could trade. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be as grim. I'm on that point where this might be the end of the Pokemon franchise for me. Aside from a black and white revival, which I will play. Which presumably is next. Mm-hmm. But that I will see. pick up, we'll but for now, I'm going to have to give it a pass, Dan. And I have a few reasons why. So we start out good. Mm-hmm. We get three good starters. The first route is like an amazing introduction to how this open world system works. Um, going along your path with all your different challenges. Um, and then, like, going up to the school, I felt a little trepidatious. I was like, this world... These towns feel a little empty. Mm-hmm. I wish I could talk to these NPCs a bit more. I wish I can go into their homes. But apparently Game Freak's like, no, no, no. You don't get to go into people's houses in this game. Which, fair enough. Whatever. I've dealt well, with and, and jokes aside, in, yeah. into most buildings. Yeah. Most yeah. buildings are scenery. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. and most buildings are just stores in this. Yeah. Stores that take you to an automated storefront... Where you have a list of items to choose from. And they're, thing I for like. the most part, they're the same between yes. cities. And so. then I got into this big school town. And I said, oh, wow, this is big, but it's empty. Mm-hmm. There's nothing here. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll look aside this. It's not about the towns. It's about the Pokemon. It's about the experience and the story that they're trying to tell. I like the three stories they gave us. If I had to place them in order of importance. I mean, I like the gym challenge. I'm true blue. I think that that's fine. I do like... Their attempt at uh, going against bullying with Team Star. Yeah. And I like the character yeah. designs there, too. Like, no bad character designs in this. None mm. made me go ick. No, None I, made me go yetch. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoyed them all, so I'm not going to um, lampoon you on that. But then we get to Arvin and his, his old dog's dog. His mabostiff. <laughs> and my eyes, they rolled like an electrode down a hill, man. <laughs> Where take half my sandwich, and Arvin clips through the sandwich, breaks it in, <laughs> and shoves yeah. it in Dog's mouth. I yeah. said, oh boy, could Game Freak do something where they make the dog die? 
And they didn't. And I was like, all right, fine, mm-hmm. fine, fine. Putting together my stories. I'm playing through the game. Now the gyms. I didn't like any of these stupid challenges they made me do. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I hated them all. The best one was pushing the olive because it was the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, you obviously know the, the, the graphics and frame rate were a big issue for me as well. When I'm yes. pushing an olive, it shouldn't be like a Herculean task. Then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where am I going to get this olive into a goal? Is my switch going to overheat and explode? Uh, killing me in a fiery inferno. Yes. That, back in my mind. We all know that. That could be fixed. They need more time. This game came out too early. I wish we got to know the gym trainers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm happy they have their own jobs. Aside from being uh, gym leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Even then, I was like, oh, I met another one. Oh, you have a, a quirk about you. And that's it. You have one personality trope towards you and nothing else. Aside from Tulip going, I hate that Pokemon League champion, but I won't explain more. Yeah. It's like, that's interesting. Why can't we <laughs> do something with that? And the only the only thing I can add to that is that uh, after you complete the main game, in order to unlock the final tournament, you mm-hmm. can go around and yeah. rematch them. And they, Which they, I did. Yeah. They provide like some extra insight. Yeah. But not much. Yeah. And in speaking of, that's very lacking, giving us any backstory. We know something happened at this academy ten years ago. Mm. I shouldn't have to learn that by talking to one random toddler on a mountain that I battled. Yes. And he goes, did you know this? Why are you here? (laughs) How would I have known this if you didn't tell me, if I didn't meet you? Yeah, yeah. No, and um, in terms of that plot, there's like... uh, you get, like, a lot of, like, there's, like, a, I think one of the people accountable for that incident is, like, he used to be the, uh, what do you call it, the dean of the yeah. school. He's, like, the music The piano teacher, teacher for the fairy, Ortega. But yeah, he yeah. has, like, a generic, uh, like, businessman model, mm-hmm. and he just shows up in that one cutscene. That's and He's like, it. oh, I, there were some improprieties, and then he walks away, and you never- Never again. No, you never see it again. Nothing. And then the plot does get- filled in but in <laughs> such a way that like it's it's i i guess it's um primed in case you do it out of order like but you can keep getting info but that's another thing yeah free open rain no it's not no, nothing it's not. scales you yeah. can't you can't do it free open rain dan yeah. you gotta go in the order that's designated that you gotta look up that they don't tell you mm-hmm. <sighs> Another thing, I was like, this is very bad. Uh, I mean, I it takes a lot to get me into open world thing. I was, like, pulling my hair out. Every route felt like a chore. I couldn't keep track of trainers that I missed. I wish there was a counter. I know there's those guys that's like, if you beat eight. Mm-hmm. But I wish I knew how many I beat and where they were. Maybe give us a little radar to, like, where's a trainer over here? Yeah. So I can explore for myself. It felt very open. I enjoyed that there was tons of Pokemon to catch. Mm-hmm. That was great, but... At times, it felt like too many of the same. Like, I can't stay on here all day over here beating ten Venomoths. <laughs> yeah. In order yeah. to continue the story that I just want to get to the stupid wishy-washy Titan. To collect ten Venomoth asses to <sighs> give to the other person to make I, the armor. I didn't enjoy that either. I, I think that uh, Arceus did it way better. That, apparently, that's what I heard. I don't know if you agree with that. I, 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 I mean, uh, I mean, if, if at any point your, your manifesto concludes... Mm. Oh, feel free to interrupt. Yeah. I, I maintain We've got more to go. that there that, that there is so much in Legends Arceus that should have been carried forward. Mm. Um, my main thing, all mechanics aside, uh, and there, there are big mechanics in there. There are like the ability to throw a Pokeball and then 
you can catch something just by throwing the ball. Yeah, that's it, quick balls. Godsend in this game. Yeah. I was throwing quick balls at everything that moved. Well, in Legends Arceus, you can literally, if you approach, if you sneak up on them in you the can overworld, you just throw it in. Throw it, and if it breaks out, it, it gets angered, aggroes, and challenges mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like how visually everything looks, with the slightly cell shaded, like stylistic yeah. way that a lot of the the models in Legends Arceus are, it disguises like game freaks seeming programming limitations Mm -hmm. like there's aspects in in um in scarlet and violet where some of the character models like the fish guy for instance the the water gym leader like you can see like painterly effects on his model like like some of them have more cartoony traits that that kind of play it up but Mm -hmm. i think legends arceus does a much better job of like these look like anime characters inside an open world, and they're cel-shaded just enough that you're not seeing pixels everywhere, you're not seeing, like, you, you know, it, it, everything is stylized, but everything looks consistent because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so if anything, I would really like to return to a similar visual style to that mm-hmm. somewhere, some, some kind of middle ground, mm. I would argue, because... Um, you know, another thing with, with, with Scarlet and Violet is that the way that the NPCs are designed is that there's like a, a tinge of, um, I, I guess, making the most of their resources insofar mm-hmm. as like... They have the same general proportions. They have the same yeah. proportions, but they're like like all the, the, the backpackers look like moist critical... Yeah. But you'll and find there's only so time so many times I could see him and be like, it's you again. But <laughs> you'll find variants of like yeah. like one hundred percent pure moist critical, <laughs> and then other ones that are like a blonde variant yeah. of that model. And it's <laughs> like, okay, so they figured out how to make like the trainer models have different, different features. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but but by the same token, we lost so many trainer classes. Yeah. We lost like most of the series staples that have been with us since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I always like is like, oh, the electrician, you're fighting electric, like you're yeah. fighting a, a ninja boy, you're fighting a, a you know, a nurse, you're fighting a this, you're mm-hmm. like, it's, you're fighting like a clear hiker, you're yeah. fighting a, and I kind of miss that. Like it's, yeah. you know, again, I would want, and Legends Arceus didn't have, you, you didn't encounter trainers no. in that game, but I, I would want... You know, I would want a middle ground yeah. there. Yeah. So, Titan storyline. I hated fighting these four thing, five things the same way every time. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy that. They were big Pokemon. They yes. were Titans. Yes. They gave us that stupid sandwich plot line. Yada, yada, yada. Team Star wrapped up. I was like, oh, okay. I know the identity of Cassiopeia. And they said, no, you don't. And I said, yes, I do. They said, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I did know the identification of Cassiopeia. Surprise, surprise. It was Penny. Yes. <laughs> Little Penny in her Eevee backpack. Fine. I accepted that. So I'm going through my gym challenges. And every time either Nimona wants to battle or I meet a new mystery goober. And then when this one little babe comes up, this little child, and goes, I'm the member of the Elite Four that you haven't met yet. Yeah, Poppy. Poppy. Yeah. I was like, hello, Poppy. Can't wait to learn more about you. We didn't. No. <laughs> then, then I get to the Elite Four. I have to take a test. 
which is fine. Mm-hmm. Got to get interviewed to battle this Elite Four, apparently, with the easiest questions in the universe mm-hmm. <laughs> that include, what did you start with? Do you love Pokemon? The way my finger rattled on, do I love Pokemon, Dan, after, at this point. Said, should I just click no mm-hmm. and end the game here? Mm-hmm. You know, what? what's his name? Her name pulls out a gun and shoots me in the head and goes... Oh, Rika. Yeah. Rika. Sorry, I didn't learn anyone's names but Norman, because Norman's the best character, or whatever his name is. Not Larry. Norman, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> see how forgettable they are audience see how forgettable they are um i liked larry and his put upon businessman yeah as you told me i would that's the best gym leader in forever and it was a big reveal when he was a member of the elite four yeah because his boss is making him do that yeah. so so then i get to this excellently designed champion and that's one of my favorite parts of a pokemon game is seeing what does the champion have on their team because their teams are usually they usually slap dan there's never been a bad one in the bunch. They've all got things that comment on their things. And Gita, her beautiful self, chooses some Pokemon and she starts out with like a... I forget what she even starts out with. It's like something from that region. I'm like, oh, it's going to be good because we got a lot of cool regional Pokemon this mm-hmm. time. Then she sends out a Go-Goat. Yes. Then she sends out an Avalug. Yes. And I was like, this is disgusting. She puts her her bandit, her, uh, her Bisharp evolution third... King Gambit, yeah. Said, so put him at the end. That's his ability. That's yeah. your signature. We know you like flower. That's fine. We know you like Glimmit or whatever it's called. Well, okay, for context. I know it's based on that. That's what base her design is based on. Oh no, no, uh, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. No, I'm no, I'm agreeing with you. But I'm just saying, in terms of strategy, um, Glamora, mm. the that flower, when it takes physical damage, it sets up taxic spikes. <laughs> So you would think that a good like for it would be every in the beginning, hit, every hit is yeah. another layer of toxic yeah. spikes. So you put that out first, you lead with it, and then you you have like King Gambit in the final slot because he'll, he'll tank some things. Yeah, well, he'll gain five attack yeah. boosts for every fallen mm-hmm. opponent. Yeah. So you have him last, and then you give him like a like a like a rock. You can still give him like a rock type, mm-hmm. Terra type, whatever yeah. the fuck. And then just, oh, that's um, another thing I hated these terraforming gyms. It was like, let me guess, is it gonna be a bug type? <laughs> yeah. Let me guess, it's gonna be grass. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the same type as the rest of your team members, making it useless. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just monotype now. You could just use the same type. Well, I like that from a design. It had I, no challenge. There was no challenge, but I liked it from like a goober. Even in their rematches, they were like. Mm. Same type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes no sense, Dan. It doesn't. No. I, I agree. So I beat Gita. I'm the new Pokemon League champ. I face Nomura again. Not Nomura. I'm thinking Kingdom Nimona? Hearts. Nomona. Oh, I was Nimonan, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so then I wrap up all three of the storylines. We find that Professor Toro is trapped in the great crater of Paldinia or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this is where it's going to go main abyss. It's probably going to get dark. It's fine. This was the best section of the game. There were just Pokemon, and it was going down this abyss. Good music. Good music. I wish the team battles were a little bit more meaty instead of like, oh, it's a random uh, deli bird mm-hmm. uh, knockoff. Iron iron bag, iron sack. For me, it was Screamtail. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I figured because Penny goes, oh, how cute. And they wouldn't change that. No, they didn't change that. It was that. a Jigglypuff. <laughs> oh, how cute. A deli bird. Oh, how cute. Wow. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't change no, they just <laughs> another model walks across the screen in your version. Um, but I was like, "Cool, we're learning more about these characters." This is what the should the game should have been. You should have been walk around with these characters the whole time, learning about them and experiencing new things. Like maybe when you're on like a, the trek for the Titans, you're out with um, Avalyn, Avalyn, Arvin, Arvin, whatever his name is. Um, when you're Team Star, maybe Penny's like, "Oh, I'm a nervous Nelly. I got bullied. Let me supervise." Mm-hmm. And learn from you. 
and so and so. So we're going down this crater. We're trying to rescue Arvin's dad, which is the deep plot line. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, Pokemon's not going to kill off a character. Arvin's dad is down there. There's probably a robot clone of him or whatever. And we'll we'll reunite with him at the end. So we get down to this crater. The tension is high. Your Mirrodon doesn't want to come out of its Pokeball. Another Mirrodon shows up for some reason. Where I think it should have just been the opposite version or whatever. Mm-hmm. I get that they're all coming from the same time and place. We got to stop this influx of future past Pokemon. I'm or are they? Them. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we get there. And the big reveal is, oh no, Arvin's dad, the professor, or Arvin's mom, the professor, is dead. Yes. Said this is big for a Pokemon franchise. And that final battle, I'll give you that. Very challenging. I don't know if it's because my team was all weak to, like, steel or whatever. No, it was. No, it, it was, was extremely challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I almost, you know, lost a couple times. And it's very cool. The music is phenomenal in this game. I'm not going to backsess that either. Mm-hmm. Music was great throughout. We get this high stakes, tense. You're trying to defeat this AI program that is just chucking Master Balls at you filled with these future or past Pokemon. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, then it ends, it wraps up. I said, oh, this is the pathos that I want to feel, the end game. I don't know why people are calling it the best end game in Pokemon. I mean, I feel like either Sun and Moon or Black and White did slightly better in that. Well, we always gotta, we always gotta back yeah, up. Yeah, Black and White, White I have yeah. a, a bias for, but, um, it, it was good. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, that made it worth playing. But then I had one final gripe, mm-hmm. and it was the credits. When that ginger troll, Ed Sheeran, started singing, and I did a double take, and I go, is that Ed Sheeran in my Pokemon game? I nearly took my Switch and flung it out the window, Dan. Yeah, you almost did that meme where you broke it in half, like, I'm done. I, that, was... that was the nail in the coffin for Pokemon for me. I'm sorry we took a little bit of while <laughs> this time. I had to get it off my chest. No, I, no, uh, no, you, you promised the manifesto, you delivered. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to waste any, any time with today's episode, because yeah. I have still other things so to So maybe you can about. have a rattle to my rebuttal. Yes, no, next I, time. I'll prepare a response. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I, arguably some things are subjective, but inarguably the game needed more time to cook. Mm. Uh, I think that that is universally agreed upon that it, m- people who have done modding have proved that with slight tweaks, you can get the performance up to a much higher standard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not the Switch, it's not, it's not the, it's just like, it probably needed another month or so before it went gold. Mm-hmm. And then that's like, that's one thing. Uh, two, and again, well, in my rebuttal, we'll get we'll to go this. Into it. But like, I, I, I don't, maybe controversial point in today's day, I don't think things need to be open world. No, I feel the same. I think it's a trend that, I mean, we're going to have to play Breath of the Wild 2, too. That's going to be open world. But, like, I would argue that if Pokemon can find, like, I always think of, of, like, Hoenn and Sinnoh. Mm -hmm. Like, linear routes, but if you went down, like, a little side path, you can find extra shit. Mm -hmm. And that was part of, like, the joy of that. Like, you can find a dungeon by, like, looking around. That's how I've approached designing our gosh dang region. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, you... Like, because that's what we grew up doing. Like, that's what... And I'm thinking on modern-day technology, if you have a gigantic, like, linear route, but with tons of little shortcuts and side paths Mm -hmm. that link to other parts of the region, Mm -hmm. like, you could do so much. With With the technology of it, like, you could do... You could make... 
you know, something that's like... You go underground, you go to the sky. Go underground, go to the sky. Like, something that's like the first four gens on steroids, like, just, you know, in terms of complexity. Um, But it seems like everyone's got to try open world stuff, and when they don't succeed at it, it's like... It's it's kind of this. So. Yeah, and I'm worried with the sales that Game Freak's just gonna be like, "This is fine. <laughs> Release more." Well, the in all likelihood, the next thing is already in development, so it, it already so it will was. Be. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, but mm. uh, um, yeah. But that's enough for today. I feel in terms of making a bad game, yeah. um, I apologize for being so slow with Pokemon, Topaz, and Lapis content. That's fine. Uh, this is it's yeah. this, this is a uh, something that we've been doing. Uh, you know, I do it because I needed. Uh, I I work best with prompts, and I've had a blast mm. designing this shit so far. And we have so many there's so many mons in our giant spreadsheet that haven't gotten art yet, and I'm going to prioritize plowing through some of those okay. in the coming weeks. Because uh, I don't want to stop. Because one, we don't have any other tangent topics. No. Um, and two, uh, I just really like doing it. Yeah. Um, but the big thing this week was that I wasted a monumental amount of time trying to draw, uh, trying and failing to draw a map for our region. Mm-hmm. Um, I I sent you like the in-game fly map. You put out your cartography tools. Yep. And I still am not at the skill level where I can do it. I I did something, it looked like Minecraft, and I'm like, I don't want to put this... <laughs> I want to put this out, because I, I think that all the mons and humans have come out pretty well. Mm-hmm. And, and with those baseline designs, some of them are going to get, like, updated. Like, I would really like to go back and apply some newer skills to our gym leaders that mm-hmm. we've already made. Like, okay. I feel like uh, Veruca and SD could stand to to have like more detailed mm-hmm. character models uh, as well as our legendaries as you suggested uh maybe the starters which would be good for like a facebook post or some such mm-hmm. um but you know the whole thing has been me practicing art uh and one uh, element of that is that i'm going to finally have to learn how to draw maps mm-hmm. uh because this has been this has held me back in D. it's held me back in a few places i need to learn how to just draw places yeah so when like uh, the solar flare hits i'll know where i'm going yeah obviously (laughs) so that i can draw an old-timey fantasy map of new jersey yeah to lead everyone to safety Mm -hmm. Uh, but that that is why i have been slow to come out with stuff because i have killed far too much time doing that it's fine Uh, so that is something i'm going to practice on the side while focusing on the mons and the humans i have one ready to go uh trying out a new format where the second picture will have like its dex entry mm, okay uh, i'll show you off mic and an example of that to, to throw up i'm uh, gonna try that so that i can espouse some of the lore that we've developed mm-hmm. behind the scenes for these uh but uh, don't don't take the lack of releases as a sign that we're stopping because oh, i'm always working so hard dan yeah because i compared I wanna... to what i do on this podcast drink and eat <laughs> but i, but I want to keep going because i i know that i've requested a lot of prompts from you but uh the second the the southern half of the region which is massive, um, needs a lot more mons. Mm. So I'm going to be hitting you up for those right. in the future. I'll be putting my thinker to thunk. So first one, mm-hmm. or very first one, mm-hmm. write it down. I shall. Um, in line with, uh, with uh, I think I already said this to you, but one key thing that I want is kind of things in line of like Farigaraf and mm-hmm. Annihilate. Like, uh, Evolution's you know, of pre-existing ones. Yeah. 
Um, not necessarily regional forms, but just like new evolutions. Okay. Uh, and then the second prompt is in in lieu of uh, of of Don Dozo and his little sushi friend <laughs> Susugiri or whatever Susugiri Tatsugiri Tatsu- yeah something like that. Give me uh, two mons who work well in a double battle together. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe with some kind of mechanical gimmick similar to fish and sushi. Mm-hmm. That uh. So think on that, and think if you're if you're if you're leaning towards any given theming, uh, we're we're gonna stick these in the southern half okay. of the map. So okay. where the the temperature and everything gets tropical, we got the Galapagos, we got everything else. Um, okay. But in terms of other in terms of other uh, things, next up we have more gym leaders coming, more Team Lithium people coming. Their assorted mons. Uh, the regional bird needs to be finished. The regional rodent. Those are all gonna get done. Um, and yeah, a few other, th- like, like your Suspiria Ralts mm-hmm. is, is cooking. Mm-hmm. I have some ideas for that. Um, a lot of things. Mm. So we're going to, we got to unveil Jackalope too, of course. <laughs> yeah. But With so our Toys R Us event. A lot of stuff, <laughs> but, uh, I will, I will not stop requesting prompts. We'll just keep adding to the list. Yeah. And, uh, as we go. Uh, but yeah, that is that is all I have. Good. I feel like there's a weight off my chest, a weight off yours. Mm-hmm. We can go into this new year fresh we by can. saying goodbye to some old friends, Dan. Yes. This is the final four episodes of Warren High School Host Club. Are you ready? I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm expecting. I'm expecting some feels because yeah, I have I have grown to like these characters. Yeah, there's a few feels in that last episode, but mm-hmm. there's more zany hijinks to come. Uh, just a recap of where we were last time: the Lobelia girls struck back. We got a little bit more insight into Kiyoya and Hikaru and Karu's character. Mori got an episode, and we met uh, Bossa Nova, the resident gangster mm-hmm. who joined the host club for a second to learn, and then revealed to himself Haruhi's secret mm-hmm. by stumbling in where we were left at a cliffhanger. So perhaps we will learn more about that today. Drawing board Kuhn is in his final host club attire today, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more somber, a little bit more elegant at the same time. The funeral variant. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like something's going to end, but something at the same time might begin. Yeah. Yeah. It's fitting for this unsettlingly springtime weather that we have today. <laughs> I know. The weather has been on and off. Yesterday we were in foggy London town. Yeah, we were. Today we're we in were Baja. In, we were in uh, Yarnum yesterday. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> Who knows? The world is going to shit, but here at anime still stands fast yes. together. Yes. Yeah. Until next week when we do Sinister Six. Yes. But, but it is what it is. Uh, Dan, do you have any final thoughts on where you think this series might take you? I only have a vague idea of what's going to happen because many years ago I saw like a gif Mm. of something that I'm assuming is from these final episodes, but I don't know. Um, I'm going in completely blind, but again, I, in my own way, I've, I've, I've come to care about these goobs, so. I'm happy I, to hear it. You know, it, it's it's certainly an end of a little era here. Yeah, so. remember, we're going to have another manifesto where you have to rank the host club members at the very end and give reasoning why. Of course. And I'll be writing it down in my little journal for and that, later. And that will count as the final one yeah. for the whole series, yeah. I'm assuming, correct? Yep. yep. And okay. then you might see if you pass the champion test. <laughs> okay. Based on your answers. Do you like ice cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Do you find me pleasing? Yeah, oh, fuck, I should have... <laughs> Damn it. Do you find me pleasing? <laughs> Do I please you? Yes, no. <laughs> Sweating profusely. Well, Dan, you know, after this episode, I might be sorry to say, anime was not a mistake. Might be disbanding. <gasps> yeah. I get to keep drawing board. <laughs> 
No, we're going to have a, a very bad custody battle, <laughs> I'm sure, Dan. <laughs> goober uh, versus Goober. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We'll find out who keeps drawing board Coon <laughs> after the break. I'll split him down the middle. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dan, I have to confess, the end of Anime Was Not a Mistake is going to occur after the Magnet Multicultural School Festival. Yeah, they put us right next to the trash cans. Yeah, so. they did. But uh, we did watch the end of Warren High School Host Club, and Dan, what did you think? I sincerely liked this show. Hmm. Maybe maybe even loved it. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think it, it it is not something that I would have watched sans your influence, but... I got I got attached to everyone. Yeah. Like, and this felt like one of those... This is the type of finale that I love. Mm. For shows in general. I mean, for anime, yeah, I, I like this type of ending too. But it was like, you know, things are going to continue. But this is a good stopping point. Yeah. So, um, I like it. There was rumored to be like a season two, but yeah, so I, far, no far. I was curious if you could... Uh, but from the sound of it, there is no more information. It was nope. just not... Just read the manga. Made. Yeah. Was it anything to do with, like, time? Like, it... it I wouldn't know. We wanted it since the conception of this anime. It just has never happened. Hmm. Hmm. And you said that they could loose... They do... There is more manga material to loosely draw from. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Because it seems like there's there's all these setups for schemes and and future things. Yeah, maybe Mori will get two episodes instead of one. I don't know. It's it's very (laughs) surprising. Of all the things that we could will into existence, I genuinely would like to see more of that. Well, like I told you, if Panty and Stocking got a season two, yeah. after all that waiting, maybe this some way down the line. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be there. <gasps> waiting. Uh, no, I'm just trying to unpick, because I, again, this was this was a very sweet little series, I mm. think. So It doesn't overstay its welcome. Mm. It's cute. The ending does hit. It's funny. It, it's a long work up to that ending, mm-hmm. but I think the the last two episodes are like the emotional. I don't know, like release that we need. Yeah, and it again, like I'm I'm gonna keep making this reference a lot, but it does remind me of how like a lot of like '90s TV shows ended, like it, it like that. <laughs> yeah, like, looking at the house that surrounds you and then leaving out the door. Yeah, I sent you that last, but it's mm-hmm. like um, it, it it's one of those things where it's like okay, we're. You know, another day in the life of these characters, and then some outside influence comes in, and you think that everything's gonna, like, change or fall apart. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, it kind of reaffirms its own message, and it's like, nah, it's gonna keep going, so... I like it again. I mean, if, if for for lack of better, for, you know, for lack of having more complex things to say, no, I, it's, it's it's it has stuck with me. I'm glad you liked it. I I just want you to know, JoJo has changed my life. Well, I if, I mean, I don't think this did that. That's to be expected. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. This is yeah. more. I I think there's two series down the line that I'm going to suggest that are kind of like this. Mm-hmm. But I I'm always willing to spice it up, spice up the pot. Um, but this is a, a true blue for me. This is what got me into anime. Yeah. Um, this is one of the classics. So that's why we brought on to this podcast, a la Utena, a la Madoka. And bringing something full circle, yeah. my only, 
exposure to this series, aside from you and Grant discussing it, yeah. was like the like a gif on Tumblr of that final scene. Yeah. Of like I saw so plummeting. So I knew that when mm-hmm. we started the series, I'm like, alright, we're building up to something with a carriage and he's in a sports car and then there's gonna be a bridge. Mm-hmm. And, and someone's gonna fall. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, what, what do we? What? How do we get to that point? Mm. And we do get to that point. I'm surprised yeah. that's all you knew about this series. That's all too. I know. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I even knew more about JoJo. I know there's Italians. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> I know they're posing. Mm-hmm. I knew there were stands. We haven't even gotten to the stands. We haven't even yet. gotten the stands yet. So. <sighs> well, with that, shall we dive into the plot of, of each of these final four episodes, Dan? So we begin with episode 23, Tamaki's Unwitting Depression. So we pick up right where we left off with Ritsu walking in on Haruhi changing. And I have to say it off the front, I think Ritsu is the best love interest that the series has seen. I do too. Yeah. I'm biased because he's All Might, but... And Zoro. He, uh, so, yeah. but I, I gotta... I, I don't know, if there was more time, I wouldn't have minded him, like, remaining around. Because mm-hmm. he fits the... Like, he a, does, he's yeah. like the mob boss yeah. host. <laughs> no, but unironically, he's yeah. a trope that they don't have covered. Yeah. Just like the uh, the trouble The dangerous boy. <laughs> yeah, like they, you know... No, if, if anything, he would have made sense as, like, a sixth ranger. Because yeah. his, his design stands out mm-hmm. from the other ones. Well, so. in a way, I'm glad he occurs at the end, because he gets, like, three episodes in a row. Mm-hmm. He gets, like, a cameo in the last next to last episode, um, along with two other goobers. Mm-hmm. But uh, he definitely is the strongest love interest for Haruhi, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. that could be, you know, shouted from the rooftops online. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring that up. Um, so, let's see. He freaks out and immediately leaves, only to run into the twins, who call him a pervert. Honey turns serious. That's what a guilty person would say, so he's like, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. I walked in on her changing, but that doesn't mean anything. I didn't see it. But the whole host club comes to her defense. Yeah, like, the, the twins are like, what parts of her Terra Incognita did you see? <laughs> or something. <laughs> Uh, Horohi is a girl. Tamaki has a dinosaur breakdown over Ritsu seeing too much. We get the classic, like, reptar yell. Yeah. That was like, oh, Dan will be a fan. Because he's that. going through multiple apocalyptic and like a volcano erupting, yeah. etc. So. And the twins say the only way to save him is to induce amnesia. <laughs> We've got to give him head trauma. Uh, Kiyoya says to calm down. Tamaki is regressing. Let's talk. Uh, Kiyoya has this moment where he's like, okay, now that you know our deepest, darkest secret, what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 How much will we pay? Um, we have to hide Haruhi's secret. Kiyoya threatens Ritsu with his police force, the Black Onion Squad. Um, and Haruhi goes out and apologizes. It doesn't matter to me um, if you tell my secret or not. And then is Basanova in love with Haruhi? Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, Tetsuya and the other Kasanoda clan members worry about their boss. Did I chug all these drinks for nothing? He wants to play kick the can. That's yeah. a funny joke. So he came home despondent and he's refusing to eat. Yeah. Because he's just been locked in his room yeah. muttering about Haruhi. And his minions just want to play kick the can with the boss. Yeah. What a better life. Uh, the young lord looked like he just killed someone when he came home. I think the boss is in love with a girl, said Tetsuya. I saw him playing, well, in love with someone. I saw him playing Does He Love Me? Does he even stand a chance? And then Tetsuya has the reveal like, well, he's in love with a guy, even though the guy's real cute. Yeah. And the whole uh, clan freaks out. Yeah. It is. It's cute. I like this moment. Yeah. It's like, it's, oh, what were we doing? I here? mean, it is dated, but it's yeah. kind of. It's more so like they just change their shock to like, oh, he's not. He's in love with the dude. Like, yeah. but their 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 despondency is over the fact that their boss is in love with somebody. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Ritsu pledges to keep Haruhi's secret for life with an arm tattoo saying, I will keep Haruhi Fijioka's secret forever. Mm-hmm. Um, very mafia boss, very uh, uh, Yakuza of him. Uh, Ritsu shamelessly enters the host club the next day and requests Fujioka. The girls and Renge go bananas. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, it's happening! Possibly getting... A gay? Possibly getting, as Kyoka says, like, their highest numbers ever yeah. of, of in terms of people, because they're calling all their friends. Yeah, it, so. and they're calling, like, you need to ditch your piano lesson. Is it true he's of a certain persuasion, Renge? I don't know! I like how she's, like, calling from her tower. Yeah. Uh, like, the other girls that are just there that come to her for counsel, but now no one was is afraid of Ritsu. Uh, all eyes are on me and it burns. This is the true ship of the series I put down. Haruhi is teasing and very nonchalant about this. The twins need Ritsu out. Kiyoya sees this as drawing in big business since they've never done better. Uh, they're emanating moe, as the girls would say. Um, so he can stay. Uh, Renge is even calling up Gal Pals, setting a new record. As I said, the twins can't intervene due to, uh, Karuizawa, which was mostly Hikaru's fault. So I love how they bring up, like, well, you know, we fucked up in Karuizawa. Yeah, so we can't go over there and break the two of them up. Yeah, and they toss Tamaki's shell at the couple. Haruki gives Tamaki a child's brain teaser when he's acting like a robot. Like, oh, you've taken them apart, now put them together again. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like a little freebie she got from the supermarket. It's mm-hmm. like a little like a little t- another callback from earlier episodes. Two keychains, <laughs> those freebies that the commoners get. Uh, Har- Hikaru suggests that Haruhi will become a mob wife uh, if the two hit it off, and then Tamaki shoots awake. And I like like the scene we get where Haruhi is like a chiseled mob wife with like a gigantic like, rose Tat- tattoo, like yeah. a back tattoo, and like a saber in her hand. Which is very cool. Uh, Daddy won't stand for that. Why aren't your henchmen? Uh, uh, why aren't you with your henchmen and playing kick the can? Damn! Why aren't you playing Pokemon? Yeah, because all well, you ever wanted. Yeah. Uh, as her father, I forbid you to see her. And then um, Bossa Nova's like, so you're Fujioka's dad? Like, did you marry her mom? Or mm-hmm. And Tamaki is having an emotional crisis where he's like, no, I'm Daddy in a sense. Uh, but Tamaki deflates. He is depressed. Uh, he's not Haruhi's dad. Maybe you're in love with her. Uh, how would the wife thing work out? Karu's carriage theory blows up in his face. So he's like, well, you know, this all adheres to my thing. Like, you are using us to kind of build your own character as our family. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to break that up. And everyone else in the host club is like, what the fuck are you talking about? So we get those, like, four episodes with Karu's pristine Pum- pumpkin carriage pumpkin theory. Pumpkin carriage, yeah. And it turns out to be nothing. Yes. Which is interesting, because I, I, you know, it was, it's cool that he was doing that introspection, but, you know, sometimes that stuff doesn't always pan out, but it was yeah. like, yeah, I, I thought there was something deeper than this, but it was just a yeah. glass onion. I think it's still there, <laughs> but he just doesn't pertain to that effect. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he doesn't get it. Uh, Tamaki is just an idiot. There goes Karu's art, uh, arc. Uh, Ritsu and Haruhi look on. Tamaki is like my dad in some ways. I'm like a father to her. Uh, could we do more, this more often? Haruhi asks, um, Bossa Nova. Sure, she says. We can get more acquainted. This is the moment. Ritsu is about to make the move. I just wanted to tell you. And then, like, you're excited to have someone to relate to. And Haruhi drops the bomb. Well, yeah, we relate to each other as friends. Yeah. And then all the all the girls are, are, like, are in tears. <laughs> Everyone cringes. Uh, he's re- re- uh, what's his name? Uh, Ritsu is getting like yeah. hit with pans over and over again. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Ritsu is the bigger man, and he does accept this friendship. Like yeah. you know, like 
that's fine. Like, I don't really believe in the friend zone, but it does sting when you're at that age. And he does do the bigger move, as the girl suggests, like, oh, we've never seen something so beautiful. He's like, yeah, sure, we can be friends. No, it brings everyone to tears, and then even the other guys, like, go over at him, like, we'll be your friend, too. I may be older than you, but we can play get the can! (laughs) We can play Pokemon, Dan! And then, uh, yeah, and then, what was it, Renge's like, I'm gonna put this in Moe Moe Host Club (laughs) Diaries volume 1. Goodbye, loved one. Goodbye, (laughs) eternal love. Adieu. And then Tamaki and Kiyoya have a conversation about Haruhi. He is realizing, well, Tamaki is realizing that he loves her. They all play Kick the Ken together, and all the club members but Mori and Honey hide in that same gazebo we've seen many and many a time. And then Honey and Mori are like, oh, these dumbasses over here don't realize what's going to happen. They're all in love with her, and I feel like there's a big event coming Yeah, they're all all in love, and they're all denying their own emotions, so that's like, it's going to... It's gonna, like, lead to something. So. Yeah, and Honey says, like, they graduated in a week, so... Yeah. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Mm. Uh, episode 24, and so Kiyoya met him, or so Jonathan met Dan. Yes. The episode. The fin- the backstory we've finally been looking for. Yeah, the episode opens in Music Room 3 with the Oran High School host club's guests discussing the kokutatsu and the room. So they've set it up in a winter theme, even though it's, like, summer. Mm-hmm. That it's kotatsu themed, yes. where you warm your feet under the kotatsu and eat oranges. Yes. And discuss with one another. Uh, Tamaki wants them to inspire a homey winter atmosphere. Kiyoya and Haruhi talk about Tamaki's crazy idea. Didn't you and Tamaki start the club? You're so cool. Why did you start the club with someone as, like, out of sorts as Tamaki? And then he's like, whoa, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it was a crazy idea, yeah. is what he teases with, and then we go into the past. Yeah, flashback two years before the first episode of Kiyoya entering his final spring in middle school. A shot of Kiyoya's bedroom suite is shown, vacant and empty, very Spartan. Now let's see how it changes. Uh, Kiyoya only expresses friendship with students who he deems to have good families and can forward his own family's reputation, going against his own interests to important far, uh, you know, uh, meet important people. Oh, well, this, this specific thing was that he agrees to, like, he hates stargazing, but he's gonna go on a stargazing trip with another kid just yeah. to, just to meet their, on the off chance that their father will be present mm-hmm. on that trip, and she's like, like, his sister calls him out, like, why are you... Like, like, why are you doing things that you hate doing just to talk yeah. to people? Uh, Kiyoya's home that evening where his older sister, Fiyumi Otori Shudu, uh, a hottie, and the only one that truly cares about Kiyoya in this series, yeah. who's only shown in this episode, like, being a member of, like, three brothers and one sister, presumably, mm-hmm. she does care about Kiyoya the most because she does live with him for a, for a spell. Yes. Uh, berates him for imposing on the boy in order to gain access to his father. Uh, Kiyoya replies that it's simply give and take. Uh, Fiumi then reminds him that as the third son, their father expects less of him than the older brothers, to which Kiyoya expresses regret, but determines not only to surpass his father's expectations, but to never step on his brother's toes in the process, a daunting task expressed as being forced to paint a perfect picture already placed in a magnificent frame. Which is something you can relate to, Dan. Okay, that makes... I didn't understand that imagery yeah. the first time, but yeah. I didn't realize... Well, that we was, were talking about episodes to come. Yeah, so, yeah, he was painting it inside the frame. That No, okay. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh, Fiumi says that you are different than your brothers. Father expects less than you. Kiyoya hates that feeling of never being good enough. And Fiuma wonders if Kiyoya will ever be happy. Kiyoya doesn't care about being happy. So she clearly cares. He has a lot to learn. He's very smart, but... He's kind of more stunted than the host club members in mm-hmm. being that he just has his brother's complex. Yeah. You know, 
that's his main character draw right there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I ate my brothers in the womb, so. Oh. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> uh, Kiyoyo's voice is heard in a, as a voiceover commenting on his brother's success as the four Otori males are seated as at a dining table. Uh, Kiyoyo's father commands that his son befriend Tamaki Suo, a new transfer student from France, because it would be in our family's best interest. Kiyoyo is sure that he can hide his true feelings and better his father's fate in him. Uh, Kiyoyo Google searches Tamaki and finds out that Tamaki is a bastard son. This info will come in handy later, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does ta- make sense. Yeah. I, I got I got these vibes early on, but it does make sense. Uh, Tamaki is introduced to Kiyoya and Ayame Junuchi, class representatives. Uh, Tamaki gushes over Ayame's beautiful hair, and when she blushes, Kiyoya wonders if Tamaki's effect is based on his European heritage of sorts or upbringing already showing the making of a truly flirty host the two boys shake hands and kiyoya invites tamaki to tour the school this is how we met dan remember yeah yeah, at the, yeah. At the when magnet. you came to magnet <laughs> from france and you said no well you came from ireland Dan. remember no. you said be gosh and be gad is this a real school yeah i've lost like the i act. learned about in books in the in the intervening years i lost the accent you were a real dinty doyle back that's then. that's pre-podcast yeah. i uh in flashbacks, I'm still wearing the uh, the, the cap and yeah. <laughs> suspenders. Ta- where are your goggles and tamashanter, Dan? <laughs> uh, as they walk, Tamaki asks if Kiyoya has a kotatsu at home, sadly saying that his own home has western decor. Tamaki is excited about learning about different cultures. Kiyoya is disgruntled that Tamaki is one of those foreigners obsessed with Japanese culture. Tamaki assumes no happy family at home if there is no kotatsu. All assumptions are made from TV, TV or media that he's seen. Yeah, quite literally. Like, like he, like he spells out that scene that was literally in um, uh, my neighbor the Yamadas, where they're just oh, yeah. sitting around in the kotatsu watching a game show, and he's like, "Okay, that all oh, that's that must be what a real Japanese family is." Oh, yeah. Uh, we could put a kotatsu in our home if you want to visit. You are my best friend, Kiyoya says uh, Tamaki. Scene skips back to Kiyoya's bedroom, where Fiyomi questions her brother's best friend status. With Tamaki after only a day. And then I said, how much laundry does she have to fold? For a rich person's house, the couch is facing away from the TV. The 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 dresser doesn't match the rest of the room. Yeah. They don't know how to spend their money, Dan. Well, I I would argue that it's like, um... Because even Kiyoya's, like, the maid can do it. But I, I would assume that his sister's just using that as a pretext to, like, hang out with him. Like, you've haphazardly you know, packed all of these dressers with, like, clothes that don't match. Yeah, they don't fit either, yeah. so he's, like, stuffed everything in. So he's, to like... Kind of like he's no. concealing not feeling, like, a la your favorite movie. Yeah, like he compartmental... <laughs> mm, indeed, it, we'll get we'll get there We'll someday. get to Frozen 2 someday. But, where uh, you bring Frozen 2, I bring Incredibles 2, yeah. and then we have a real night. But then I would just suffer. <laughs> no, you love Frozen 2. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. no, okay, we'll, yeah. We'll end with we'll Frozen see. 2. No, okay, it would be equal then, yeah. You'll get would, a little bit of hell, a little bit of heaven. That would balance out yeah. then, so that, yeah. Huh. Let's do it. Let's put that on the calendar somewhere. We'll do that sometime. Um, but yeah, no. So he's like compartmentalizing, and I guess symbolically the sister's like helping him unpack that. Yeah. Which which does happen over the course of the episode, so. Yeah. So he admits that although Tamaki was able to draw him in like all the others, he considers Tamaki a complete idiot, and she can't get all the clothes back in. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do I stuff them back in? Yeah, but you can't. You gotta fold them. Gotta make them neat. Why was that dresser in the living room? Very pissed at Kiyoya. Yeah, and also the living room looked a lot like the uh, the house and the uh, the girl who leapt through time. Yeah, it did. It's very glass, very very new. They got the uh, the loft part. Well, but they again, have that like the... glass like seeing into the future motif going. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 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 Mirai, 
But oh, Mirai, yeah. Yeah, we didn't see Girl Who Left Through Time. Girl, okay, I confused That's it. Right. I, I am so sorry. Yeah, bring it to the podcast no, eventually, Dad. Another PR nightmare. Um, yeah, the reviews will show. But uh, <laughs> what was it? But no, whenever we do see outside of Kyoya's house, it's like a massive, like modern architecture, like opera house, pretty much. Yeah. But then I, I would assume he only gets like the corner bedroom of yeah. this somewhere it, it looks it's, nice it's, but yeah. yeah like they I, I assume they all have their own residence going on here um the following day tomaki tells kiyoya he wants to visit kyoto listing several tourist locations not located in kyoto uh, kiyoya corrects his misconceptions but agrees to show tomaki the sites tomaki uh slipped out again I don't know what I wrote there, uh, but he wants like multiple weekend trips and is like, oh, since you know so much about Japan, you could accompany me and be my tour guide. Yes. At that point. Um, Monami, only two days. Tamaki and Kiyoya go to all the sites as Tamaki is instantly very popular due to his charm. Fiomi sees Kiyoya stressing out over planning all these dumb, uninformed trips. I've overestimated your ability to entertain me. So we get, like, this whole thing where they go to, like, Okinawa or wherever. He's on the beach. Yeah. And Tamaki's, like, in a fetal position. And uh, Kiyoya's like, what What did I do wrong? It's like, well, I, I hate to overburden you as the guest, but I overestimated your abilities to entertain me. Yeah, because he's, like, requesting a bunch of, like, there was one thing where he wanted to, to see, compare two noodle restaurants that they had to go to in, like, separate parts of Japan. Mm-hmm. And then he's like... Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming that he was guilt tripping Kiyoya. He's like, oh, well, an ideal vacation day would have been something like this, but yeah. I guess I shouldn't have expected I said that too much. much. I said too much. <laughs> this is really like Gabe Jonathan relationship here, <laughs> with Gabe being Kiyoya and me being Tamaki. That's wherever Gabe takes me. I'm like, well, it could have been better. <laughs> I could have had a, a star to five star Michelin restaurant instead of a four. Hmm. Yeah, and then you make a comment, oh, the only Michelin Dan knows is the tire, man. Yeah. You were thinking it. You were thinking it. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Why write the jokes when Dan can say them himself? Uh, we're going to Hokkaido now. Tamaki wants to study, says his sister. Uh, Kiyoya is flipping out at home. He wants to hit Tamaki so much and is reminded by his father's overbearingness. Uh, Kiyoya's rooms are becoming more cluttered and lived in, did you notice? The more that Tamaki yeah. is exposed to him. Yeah. Hmm. Almost like he's changing his world. Uh, the next Sunday, Kiyoya has a day off from Tamaki and finds out that Tamaki has come to visit his family anyway, playing piano beautifully for them. Kiyoya is just as stunned a la Mozart and Salieri, which will be a future watch as soon as it comes to Criterion. It's strongly hinted. I'm just waiting, Dan. Yeah. No, of course. We, no, we definitely will. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, brings them to tears. Tamaki apologizes for just dropping in. Could this be bigger than my names in France? Than my manse in France? Well, yeah, and he then like shows up and is like, "This is nice." Yeah, and then he then he emphasized that he like he doesn't live in the main Suo estate. Yeah, he lives yeah. in a secondary house that's also gigantic, but is smaller than the main one. Yeah, and Kiyoya asks like, "Aren't you the successor? Don't you want more than just working for your brothers? Are you just oh no, Tamaki? Ask him that. Uh, why are you just giving up? You won't have to lift a finger to be your oh. So then we have like this whole fight. Yeah, where Tamaki and Kiyoya go at one another because Tamaki has everything given to him, but he just won't like. His family won't accept him, and then Kiyoya has to work for everything he has. Yeah, and it's, well, because it's framed as, like, uh, Tamaki brings up Kiyoya's brothers, and he thinks, like, he interprets Kiyoya kind of resigning himself to being the third son, metaphorically, as, Mm -hmm. like, him giving up. And then 
Tomoki himself explains that even though he is the heir apparent, his grandmother really doesn't like him, so he he sees his odds as like 60-40 as to whether or not he's going to inherit the company, but Kiyoya is like taken aback. Like, you have the opening, you yeah, have you like the opportunity. You can literally do this, why won't you? So he flips out, he flips the table... And he has Tamaki on the ground, and then he's like, "Like, what would you do? Like, you have all the opportunity in front of you. All you got to do is take the chance." But Tamaki's like, "Life is funny that way. Like, honestly, I don't really care about all that money and stuff, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't either. We should just do what like we want to do for fun." Um, Kiyoya can never step outside his frame, and then Tamaki says that you can sus- surpass your brothers if you try. Like, if you truly try, you can do greater than them. Yeah. You can't be worried about all that, though. And then we get, like, the the, um, the analogy that he's, like, painting outside the frame, and he's made this beautiful Kalos rose. Yes. <laughs> outside the frame. Um, where is the kat- that Kotatsu? They both laugh. Kotatsu are only used in winter. There is a friendship here, Dan, in case you didn't know. Well, certainly is. Yeah. Uh, four months later, under a Kotatsu, let's start a host club in high school. Um, already going to ask the twins, Honey and Mori. It's a ridiculous plan, but new and wild, and it's a different experience. So then we get the title drop at the end, which we should have got at the end of the series. So Kiyoya met him. Yes. Uh, which is a big reveal. It's like, oh, alright, that's that's very cute. Yeah. No, I, I'm. I, this makes sense as, like, the penultimate thing. Yeah. So, it does. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see how that factors into your ranking. Because it fills in, it gives us the insight, but it also builds... What we got to deal with in yeah. the finale. So. Well, we know the twins and Kyoya get the most episodes out of everything. Oh, and we also because I forgot to say it when you were recounting the last one, but mm. in the in the previous episode when they're observing uh, Ritsu and uh, Haruhi, Haruhi uh, Renge has the longettes yeah, for opera. I, I don't know if I buy that, but sure, Dan. Well, you said to always look out for like yeah. future teases, and I'm pretty I mean, you sure did. the if same. You spied prop. it. I didn't. Uh, pretty sure they're the same prop. Yeah. So I don't think they mean emotionally the same thing. No, they don't. No, definitely not. Yeah. But they just. It's like a, probably a visual gag. Yeah. But they come into play here. So then we get episode twenty-five. The host club declares dissolution, and Dan went, "Oh no, <laughs> oh my." Uh, the annual Oran Fair has begun, being the 43rd. All of our club members are helping and supervising and setting up. Uh, planning and leadership skills are showcased by the prestigious students because, you know, this isn't just a normal school. We're all like, what did they, what's the word they used? They were like, um, grooming them. And I went, ooh. Yeah, well, it's like, it's seen as a, because Haruhi asks, like, oh, isn't, like, a school fair supposed to be a fun thing, as it would be in My Hero Academia at the at the Ueda High School? Well, I'm sure there would be a fight or two at that fair. Well, uh, tangential to it, yeah, because mm. nothing ever goes as planned. Yeah. But it would be it would be fun in games and a show. But here, it's like a huge, gigantic family networking opportunity that has some theatrical like a parade yeah. thing at the end of it uh karu and mori are driving a horse-drawn carriage and dan said that's the first time i ever saw those two interact yeah <laughs> i don't think i don't remember them talking otherwise yeah. uh that tamaki and honey are rehearsing in for the big or high school parade uh karu and Har- hikaru are showing differences with hikaru preferring to drive i know i wrote that down she's he's like as twins we don't have to be good drivers both yeah mm. <laughs> I guess. Uh, tomorrow's costumes will be 18th century French costumes. And Tamaki remarks to Haruhi that they should make their this fair the best one yet. And we get yeah, down our title, as you point out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Dan? 
Um, Were you scared? Were you horrified? Well, going into this, I figured that it was going to be, like, bittersweet in some sense. Because, But they, they've always leaned on the fourth wall, though. They've always, like, leaned on, like, we know what episode this is, so it's going to be, like... Mm. So it makes sense that Tamaki is, like, being, um... Cheating. Well, what's the word? Yeah. For, yeah like, yeah. He's, he's winking to that, mm-hmm. so... Uh, the opening ceremony commences with more flashes to our past characters making connections with one another, uh, including the teacup guy, teacup gal. Uh, we get uh, Bossa Nova being macked on by ladies. Mm-hmm. And there was one other. I can't remember who, though. Uh, nerdy guy is dancing with... Oh, yeah. Halloween guy is yeah. dancing with Halloween Queen. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in the salon... The host clubs are dressed as waiters to entertain parents and visitors. They've got gun belts on for some reason, and Dan was like, "Oh, it's a, mi- it's an old western. Yeah, it's an old west saloon because they got the." the- uh, but that doesn't match the theme, though, Dan. They've got they're surrounded by all this French art. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're always surrounded by the French art, mm. so it's like. Well, yeah, but but also old saloon like high class saloons would have a bunch of mismatched art. I've seen up. Westworld season two. I know what you're talking about. Eesh. Hey, oh. Westworld season two was. Where just that's see the it? Dan season. Where would you see it? <laughs> on physical, Dan. On physical, <laughs> nowhere else. It's been gone forever. I guess I won't see that season four. It's been stripped away, huh? <laughs> it's been lost to time. Yikes. now. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but in the salon, the host club are dressed as waiters to entertain their patrons. Uh, they're even mounted in the most frigid bitches, and they've enacted their counter madam tactics. So we get like. The kids bringing their moms to see it, like, oh, this is the host club that I spent my time at. Oh my god, why would you spend time here? These boys are, are oh, trouble, but these then... These boys are sexy. But then Tamaki comes up and, and he's like, you're right, madame, we've been yeah. using this as an excuse, <laughs> yeah. a pretense to, to, to flirt with the young ladies. And then she's like, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is just as nonplussed, seeing the newcomers fawning over the members of their and their shticks. A bit too much, even for our standards. Kiyoya comments that Tamaki is over budget. Uh, stop being so capricious is the the comment that Tamaki hears the most. Mm-hmm. Like, you spent too much of our money. You need to stop. You need to take it down a peg. Mm-hmm. And while that isn't much of an insult, it's enough to derail Tamaki, a la me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> where it's like a small comment will be like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> um, while, while recording the Rankin Bass. <laughs> not the Rankin Bass. <laughs> the Rankin Bass is flawless. Definitely during the Citizen Kane where I was like, my god, I really left my fridge open, huh? <laughs> Uh, Haruhi is nonplussed seeing the newcomers falling over the members of the... Okay, uh, stop being over capricious. A young steel-eyed woman watches through opera glasses a la Norngette. Yeah. Uh, the light bulb doesn't go off. I like this this bring back of the light bulb motif. She it's, doesn't yeah, know that Haruhi's a girl. Only flickers. Yeah. And and again, we do have to emphasize her brand is is the eyes. Yeah. Like when She's she has... She's got those big eyes. When Those those big French eyes. But when she takes the longettes down, she, like those are her most like piercing mm-hmm. blue eyes. Like those are her quality. Oh, yeah. But it's always hidden behind a layer of the longettes. So yeah. we don't know. We don't know everything about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yusuro Suo enters the salon and Tamaki greets him as father, which a big father reveal. What did you think? I was expecting him to be a much more bad dad than he was. He was not. He was a good dad. If anything, he makes sense as, like, an older Tamaki. Yeah. In, in, in a, like, because I was expecting him to be, like, an asshole, but then he he literally is just, like, Tamaki refined into an older businessman, as mm-hmm. we see later. And I'm like, okay, I, I understand their, their dynamic a yeah. little bit better. Like, uh, Tamaki's not, like, afraid of him. No. So. No, they have a loving relationship together. Um, so the dapper man says he's too formal for a, 
formal a term and insist that the son call him chairman uh it's he's a bit cold towards tamaki but it's not like offensive cold no he's like oh this is a business like know your place in this and, and it's undone by his next yeah. scene so so he's clearly impressed by kiyoya and the other boys not tamaki he's watching from a chandelier uh the chairman asks specifically for haruhi haruhi should have paid respects earlier just call me your uncle so we get this whole scene where it's like he's trying to seduce, or at least, you know, he's being the same thing that his child is. Yeah, he takes out, a, like, he pops a rose, a rose out yeah. of his sleeve, and he, like, places her hand in it, and mm-hmm. he's like, please, if you, if I must insist, in a certain sense, think of me as an uncle. And, and you know and- what? Maybe this anime is closer to Skate the Infinity than I thought. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, I'll remember It's a very that. similar vibe. Uh, guess they are very alike, father and son. You can come for me for anything. Uh, suddenly, Kyoya is slapped across the face by his father, who's the anti-Tamaki yeah. kind of clan. What did you think of that, Dad? Big yeah. reveal. Uh, he is NBC's a, the slap. NBC's the slap. Uh, he he is a he he is uh, superficially a bad dad. And um, the narrator from Full Metal Alchemist. Brother. And the narrator from Full Metal. And Dan's like, I've heard that voice, and I said, Yes, you have. Well, and Tamaki's dad is someone too. Yeah, right? They're like, all it's, someone. I know. Dad. I just it's a prestigious cast. Um, it's all 12 voice actors doing everything. But, uh, yeah, no. But, but Kiyoya's dad is who I figured Kiyoya's dad would be. Yeah. So Kiyoya, Kiyoya's dad says to Kiyoya, this, is this how you've been wasting your time? You are an embarrassment to our family name. Suyo talks to Yoshio, who is Kiyoya's dad. Uh, old friends, but Yoshio has had troubles as of late, so he might be taking out on his son. And uh, Tamaki's dad is like, I hope that's not what you're doing. Yeah. Um, uh, you should never hit someone in class. <laughs> the old Scooby-Doo line. <laughs> who, who, it's one of the twins or, like, honey that says that, like, you should never hit somebody in classes. Oh, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph is yeah. what you're thinking. No, not Wreck-It Ralph. That's, like, old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Well, yeah, that's been a lot of things, but yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, Kiyoya has been expecting this and walks off. Tamaki feels responsible for this as well, so his mood goes down. Uh, whims don't come cheaply, so then uh, Tamaki meets with his dad, and he's like, you need to stop dreaming. Like, you're living in this fantasy land. You you're doing well, but like you need to grow up at some point, and not in like a like an overbearing. No, no, no. Way. Like he's like because I feel like he's lived the same life as his son. Like, no, he's he clearly noodled. He literally has, yeah. and it's it's kind of like you know. All I'm saying is, at some point, you're going to have to like kind of adjust your perspective, and you're going to have to to settle down to yeah. figure things out. It's time to grow up. You've got a long, hard road ahead of you. Suddenly, Tamaki's grandmother arrives, and Honey and the others, this is a line that gets me still. Honey, like, Haruhi's like, oh, that's his grandmother. Like, that's great that she showed up. And Honey goes, I hate that woman. Yeah. And you see Honey, like, who's normally sweet in lollipops, is like, fuck her. Yeah. I I do not like her at all. So we're like, oh shit, what's gonna go down here? So Tamaki and his grandmother greet each other, and she's like, don't touch me, you filthy child. I don't want to discuss anything with you. Yeah. Like, I set up this uh, this thing where you're going to date Lady Tonaire, who was Haruhi's partner from before with the Lorgnettes. Well, Lady and Eclair Tonaire. Eclair Tonaire, sorry. <laughs> en France. <laughs> en Francais. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, well, as subservience, you're going to lead her around and escort her all day. So, like, is she selling out her grandson as, like, an escort? Like, she doesn't care. Well... She kind of, she pretty much is. I mean, I, I don't know if, I think it's in the next scene we get the development on that. Yeah. But it's like, um, the Tonaire family is buying up. All Japanese been, businesses. Like, a lot of them recently. And it's like, they need a marriage to sustain them. Yeah. So. 
Uh, Tamaki is absent from the rest of the fair with Eclair. Uh, Rangir arrives uh, very solemnly. She just shows up and is like, I know what I know about her. I read about her on the boards. <laughs> <laughs> on the fan like, site. Jonathan, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Come bearing gossip, but yeah. it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Tonairs are descended from royalty, and she's buying up a lot of Japanese businesses lately. Uh, Tamaki and Eclair are riding in a gondola slash art showcase where look at what all our beautiful students Yeah, have the school made. canal that yeah. they have. <laughs> it's very JoJo. Yeah, it is. So if anything ties us to JoJo, it's this. <laughs> And the art is, like, cheap, it's just photographs from the series. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's, well, paintings from the art club, I guess, yeah. so. We haven't met the art club, Dan. Mm. We'll get to an art club, one of my future picks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it feels very, also feels very similar to this. It's another adjacent watch to this. <laughs> but sure, why not? Uh, Eclair is cold as ice, and Tomiki is taking her where she wants. Uh, she suggests to play the piano for her. Mm-hmm. So... You know, play that old piano, Dan. Oh, they gotta draw go to me the, an anime, Dan. They gotta go to the music room then. Yeah. Uh, Haruhi's thinking on this when the two enter the host room slash music room. Haruhi hears Tamaki playing. She recalls a blonde room woman or uh, um, lady Eclair. Eclair recalls a blonde woman. Yes, for a brief second, and we yeah. don't know what the yeah. context is. Yeah. So uh, Haruhi enters, and Eclair notices she has like these super senses where she's like, hmm. Who's spying on us? To maximize drama, she's yeah. able to sense yeah. <laughs> someone standing outside the door. And she's talking to Lady Eclair is talking to Tom Keeve, like, this club is a family to you. That's a sentimental notion. Family's not a real gesture. Uh, she brings up Kiyoya getting slapped, and Tomaki feels guilt. Is everyone making sacrifices for me? Uh Harumi, Haruhi could be making strides in being a lawyer if she didn't know me and have the host club to kind of burn know. through her fa- like free time. Yeah. That's like that's that's like the the mental spiral he goes down in these episodes yeah. is like, am I like wasting everyone's time? Yeah. Are they doing it for me, not for themselves? And then another thing that draws my mind is this vase that Haruhi broke is repaired mm-hmm. in this scene. Yeah. And we don't see it again. So like, I mean it to intend that the host club was like, we paid for the vase. We just like Haruhi's that is around. Oh no, I assumed yeah. that since the beginning. Yeah, like, but I mean, it's there for an eagle-eyed viewer yeah. to notice that it's set up the same way as the first episode. Well, that it was already taken care of, it probably wasn't that expensive, and then we never, like, later on, when that debt is settled, I guess, we don't yeah. see a specific Well, they figure. were meant to date, like, a hundred, a thousand host club members. Yeah, but we don't we don't see Kiyoya explain, like, say what the yeah. remain. so it could be nothing. Yeah. So... so Haruhi emerges and suggests to Tamaki that you belong with your club, and, like, Lady Tronair suggests, are you jealous, Haruhi? Eclair realizes Haruhi is a girl, the light bulb goes off, and Eclair prevents Tamaki from running after her. They are not really family, she makes advances on Tamaki in a really overt way. Yeah. It's a bad touch, as Sonic would say. Yeah. Yeah. She throws him on the on the on couch the, in the On the, the chaise lounge. On the chaise lounge. Yeah, the, uh... yeah Dan. On the, Kalos, on the Kalos club chair there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Haruhi is looking fly as she dresses in this all-white ensemble. And are you jealous, Haruhi? Tamaki is being impulsive. Tamaki is doing it for the love of his grandmother. Everyone knows this. Um, they find out that Tamaki is a bastard. Like, So she emerges. She's kind of like nonplussed. She's dead on the inside, but everyone's admiring her look. Mm-hmm. And then the twins are like, everybody else knows. Why don't we tell you this deep, dark Tamaki backstory? Yeah. 
Which Dan care to explain? So uh, told via like Utna silhouettes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's another tie-in to all my series. I always have an Utna silhouette in there. No, it makes sense. Like all this of is, why we watch Utna. This is like it brings a lot of stuff together. Uh, Metaphor, uh, yeah, for, for 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 our listeners, I think. Yeah. Um, but told via Utna silhouettes, we see that Tamaki's father uh, was originally a younger son mm-hmm. in this very wealthy Suo family. But his older brother, or I, I think father, yeah, father, Died. father yeah. passed yeah. away yeah. unexpectedly. Um, and as such, like Tomiki's grandmother, kind of hastily got him like an arranged marriage so that they could like merge well, two companies. She also took him away from his mother and said, "I'll raise him in like richness." But you can never see him again. No, that's coming next. Oh, that is that's, okay. No, that there was. Right. So the 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 grandmother uh, had like put. Uh, Tamaki's father into an arranged marriage, okay. but he yeah. was never in love with the other wife. Like, I don't even think the we get other a name woman. for. Yeah, no. Um, instead, when he was like on a on a trip to Paris, he fell in love with a woman there, yeah. the blonde woman, as we could tell from Eiffel Tower in the background. Uh, obviously, it had to be Palki. Not a replica. When we watch that's Anastasia not... on this podcast, that's when I'll truly live. I uh, Paris holds the key to your art. I love that movie too. But... Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Meg Ryan. It's a good movie. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a fun Christopher movie. Lloyd. Um, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> much, much goofier than what really happened, but... Well, it, yes. It, um, but... Ra Ra uh, Rasputin. We'll, we'll get into that when we, when the time comes. Um, but, obviously, uh, from this fanoodling, uh, Tama- Tamaki is born, and, you know, he's... His own... Tamaki's mother was well off enough in mm-hmm. France... That she could, you know, raise him. He grew up in high society, pretty much. Yeah. But their, like, the mother's side of the company started to go on a downturn. Mm. So uh, that combined with um, Tamaki's mother's failing health, she was like, you she know. She couldn't handle the Japanese air. Yeah. yeah. So Tamaki's grandmother, at that by that time, I guess... Tamaki's father and the woman that he was married to never had a ch- like a child of their own, so she was like, "Okay, we need a male heir. I will, you know." Uh, or it could have just been like uh, one of those kind of like a uh, kind of like a chess move to get ahead of like Tamaki ever coming out of the woodwork and saying that he has the rightful share of the company or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tamaki has to move back to Japan. He'll be raised. Uh, in a ritzy lifestyle, he'll obviously attend the best schools and everything, but mm-hmm. he can never go and see his mother again. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, uh, though Tamaki's grandmother paid Tamaki's, uh, you know, birth mother to kind of stay out of his life and never contact him or anything, uh, even then, like, things didn't work out too well and Tamaki's mother disappeared. She, she walked away from... Her location's unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and brings all us I put down was this is fucked up. Yes, like that grandma's fucked up. Yeah, no, she's she's like playing some dark chess. So <laughs> dark wizard. Yeah, <laughs> well, should be on our dark wizard list. <laughs> episode two hundred, <laughs> yeah. the top ten dark wizards. Yeah, even without seen. magic, that's what she. Yeah, we got to do that episode at some point. The top ten dark wizards. Anime oh wizards. no, I would love to do that. Yeah, there's so many we have. Well, you know, Cobb's at the bottom. Cobb is so definitely many. number one. He's the one that started it all. <laughs> the dark wizards. <laughs> Uh, so Haruhi relates to having lost her mother. We get flashbacks of her, like, at the crematorium going, like, is that the last we've seen of mommy? Yes. Very dark, very deep. Well, associating it with the heartbreak, like, she 
you know, obviously can never see her yeah. mom again, but Tamaki has been forced by circumstance. Like, his mom is out there, mm-hmm. presumably, yeah, but... but he can never see her again yeah. as well. So, he always seems so happy. Who would have known? We wouldn't have, based on the other 24 episodes of this series or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I couldn't, and she says, like, I couldn't give, if I was in his place, I couldn't forgive my grandmother if she did that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't even acknowledge her. Uh, if he didn't endure those hardships, says Kiyoya, he wouldn't be the man he is today. Yes. So, it made him so kind, it made him so nice, and he still has us as his family. Yeah. So, oh, very cute there. Uh, Tamaki enters with a Claire, and then suddenly announces that they are engaged, and the host club will be no more after the fair. Damn. Yeah, and we we only see Haruhi's reaction. Yeah, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and mine, so, yeah. Yeah, what if the podcast really ended, Dan? <laughs> what would be the most dramatic final episode? Oh, I'll be could... doing... No, it'd be a random final episode. It'd be like, uh, Princess Tutu Volume 2. <laughs> and it'd be like, it's ending, Dan. And you'd be like, what? I would leave our fans with so many questions, then we get the OVA, maybe. <laughs> but... Yeah. No, oh, but rest well, assured, yeah, yeah, we've, we we've got time to spare. Yeah, 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 we're, we're not dead yet. Yeah, <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, episode 26, this is our Oran Fair, the final episode of Oran High School Host Club. The final episode, Haruhi is at home with Ranka, not eating as her mother's shrine is in frame. And this episode feels like the budget went into it. Mm-hmm. It feels very cinematic. We see, like, Ranka obscured by lighting. We see Haruhi's big eyes. Yeah, I was gonna say, you pointed out. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, but something is off. It's day two of the Oran Fair in the Salon. Kiyoya serves Lady Eclair tea. Uh, you won't be the family successor as the third son. Tell me Haruhi's debt. And then Kiyoya calls Haruhi over like, you have a you have a caller, Haruhi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Haruhi comes over. Uh, Tamaki won't be here today. I forbade him from coming. We have to take care of our guest. Uh, thank you for your hard work. So, like, they have a... They have kind of, like... A cat fight at this table. Yeah. Uh, mentally, where uh, Lady Eclair's like, well, you won't fulfill him. And Haruhi's like, well, you don't know what he needs. Like, yeah. He's he claimed like, me as his family. Like, I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, like, well, even if I'm not, like, even if I wouldn't be the love of his life, I think I still know him better than you. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what that's what counts. And Kiyoya reveals, due to that little conversation, Haruhi is free to leave the host club. And we get, like, the, the Shinji looking at the camera. What? <laughs> <laughs> Those big eyes. Uh, but uh, Haruhi is nonetheless pissed. You are free to quit the host club. This is our Oran Fair. We get the title drop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Dan, what did you think of this? Is it Oran Fair as in, like, fair, all's fair in love and war? Or is it fair as in the state fair? <laughs> Well, this is our or or this is our oron, which is beautiful. Yeah, uh, fair could mean anything. Yeah, uh, Suwa enters and chastises Kiyoya. Uh, Haruhi snaps at Suo, so we get this cool scene. Suo is like, "Oh, you've wasted your life again. Why did he come back? I don't even know. Like, why is he spending his time doing his business deals at this Oran High School host club? Yeah, event. Yeah, just to, like I I think he needed an outlet, and he had to yell at his younger child. Well, he well. We would learn later he probably is scrambling and, like, yeah. networking and trying to, like, tell people about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but then Haruhi does pull out the bass move. He's like, you know, Kiyoya has done so much for this club. Without him, we'd be nothing. You're really treating him badly. Yeah, no, I think he's amazing. Like, you need to realize that. Yeah. And, and, and Kiyoya's, like, standing, like, hmm. Yeah. Like, and Suo goes, hmm. 
I noticed that girl. Uh, Lady Eclair is in the shower with her lorgnette slash opera glasses. Grandmother and the chairman discuss the engagement as a way to save their own business because apparently the uh, Tonaire family is buying up all Japanese businesses. Yes, and they're doing this to safeguard themselves. Uh, An ultimatum, marry Lady Eclair and Tamaki will get to see his mother again. So that's kind of a bitch move from this grandmother. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like an ultimatum. Ultimato, as we like to say on the Discord. <laughs> I, 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 this, I feel like this grandmother would have been like a fascinating villain if this. Yeah, keeps, if, if this she kept was going. there more. Yeah, like from the beginning to the end. She is unfazed. She is yeah, like she doesn't care. We don't get any kind of chips in her armor throughout this whole thing. So yeah, she is the opposite of Summer Wars grandma. <laughs> yes, she would. Yes. She, she would be sure you're starving <laughs> and not eating well. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure Dan starves and eats nothing in the summer. Um, no, uh, again, no. I just again, I would have been really interested to see how these like chess games with the parents play out. Yeah. It would have been cool to see. Yeah. Uh, so, making amends for you, Lady Claire sees Haruhi is a calling. Tamaki, are you Tamaki's lover? So the, she's in the shower. She steps out. She walks on the marble in bare feet. And he's like, hmm, surprise, you know who I am? And then Tamaki receives a call from Haruhi via yeah. his flip phone. And she's like, well, I don't need this phone in here anymore. I don't think you should be connected with your friends for the, the future. And she drops it into the arowana tank. Yeah, it's a little arowana. It's it's not even an arowana, it's an albino arowana. Yeah, that's... How rich! That's a big money fish. How gauche! It's a small tank for that fish but and then suggest you must mean nothing to him and then like we get flashbacks to her conversation with haruhi yes and she's like well i know for a fact that i didn't mean nothing to him so bitch back off yeah <laughs> like who do you think you are uh cell phone is disposed of i don't want you contacting your friends suo visits lady eclair uh at that same moment and it's like oh what's going on here it turns out that lady eclair is buying up his business well i is it is it that he's She's buying the entire bit, or she's buying, like, the branch that he was going to give to Kiyoya. I mean, that Is sounds like more a, right. You've been paying more attention than me, yeah. It was, uh, it's like the medical equipment branch, and that was, like, the offshoot that he was going to put Kiyoya in charge of someday. Yeah, and he goes, like, Kiyoya has worked so hard, I might have gifted him this, but he has no inheritance now. Yeah, so, and I thought that that was, I figured that that would also play into Tamaki's decision, because then... Uh, Eclair is like, oh, can I, you know, we can talk for a second. Yeah, well, she asked him a favor, which comes into play later. So I I figured that that was going to be like, um, you know, part of Tamaki's reason for doing it is that he can secure some kind of inheritance for Kyoya. Yeah, so the rest of the club is in their 18th century French looks with Haruhi as a princess. Like, why do I have to wear a dress? Because you look good in it, Haruhi. It's cosplay. It's cosplay. The rest hasn't been cosplay, though, Dan. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. yeah yeah jonathan why do you have to wear this dress well you and, forced me into it and the twins are in different colors i don't like these 18th century looks on the rest of the host club members no i don't think they fit they're like super sentai color coded but we could do like really. cavalier themed and would have been fine yeah musketeer maybe but uh give yeah. them a nice little hat these are sounding like mad monster party no, <laughs> so we dare not mention that on this podcast uh, so the rest of the club is dressing up, and I can't believe that, uh, uh, oh my god, Tamaki isn't showing up. Yeah. Kyoya calls the Tamaki home, where Shima, the maid from, like, a previous episode, answered and is like, 
Oh my god, uh, Tamaki's packed everything. He's leaving to France. He told me not to call you, but I feel like he's not in his best spirits. Well, yeah, she says that, like, if Tamaki's mother is the amazing woman that we've always heard, like, Mm -hmm. those stories about, she would not approve of him, like, ditching his friends in the middle of it. This'll get Dan. Yeah, it did. And it did. Yeah. So the only way he can see his mother again is if he's limiting his time with the host club members. Tamaki didn't tell us, the idiot. If Tamaki's mother is, res- is as remarkable as Tamaki, she wouldn't stand for this as leaving, so I think you should stop him. Yeah. So they all rush down to the parking garage. and uh, Well, the beautifully appointed parking yeah. garage. Well, Kiyoya's like, come on, Haruhi, and she's like... <gasps> yeah. she goes, <laughs> well, yeah, because originally Tamaki told everyone that he was going to stick around until the end of the fair, but we can see that him and Eclair are leaving early in their... Yeah. Uh, Sports car. Or yeah, whatever yeah. it's called, open yeah. convertible. Yeah. I wouldn't know about cars, Dan. I don't drive. Well, it's it's like a it's like an off brand or fictional brand convertible. Aston Martin is that a car? It is a car. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, it's James Bond's car. Oh wow! Uh, so we have to give chase to the parking garage. They go in the garage. Kiyoya's driver is verboden, and the armed soldiers have been hired to stop the club members. Then Kiyoya dents his fucking car. Yeah, yeah, he pu- super he punches a. Out of rage, but the, but it's the I situation. I think you could take Goku. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's we'll we'll do make that YouTube rap battle happen. That'll be another can. episode. Who could win? Yeah, can we have a bracket? We can. We need. To I'm have surprised a bra- we haven't done like a. We only did the the only bracket we did. I think was yeah. um, with like movies. So you know, if we run out of ideas, I think a bracket. Who will who will win in this bracket? Might pay off. Yeah. Where we each bring like eight contenders and we go through each one. I feel like I feel like a lot of people on the online discourse that I've seen yeah. take that seriously. Oh, so, if well. we, so if we did that, we would just have to we would have to be careful. Be careful and we'd have to do a lot of calculations. We would have to bring a lot of evidence to the table. Yeah, well, I could do it. I think you could. We yeah. could do it. I mean yeah. I, I think it's like, I wouldn't, but you could. <laughs> I think we could if we were meticulous enough, we could make a definitive anime power ranking. Yeah. Click here. You know, you know what, Dan? I think that might be coming along the lines right there. <laughs> and then we could bring, like, an episode to show them, like, a flex yeah. if we haven't already. If we haven't seen it, yeah. Uh, but it could happen. Yeah, all right. Just to tread lightly. I'll yeah. put that one in the tank. Yeah. All right. So. That and Anastasia. Put them next to each other. <laughs> I mean, what a better double feature on our podcast. So, uh, Kiyoya dents this car... I can't find my spot. Okay, yeah, no. But the for context, the favor is seemingly that the Onion Squad... What, what are they? The Black Onion. Black the, Onions. Not the, not the Glass uh, Onion, the Black Onion. Uh, is, you know, they are charged with stopping the, the boys from <laughs> the boys. racing after Tamaki and stopping him because they are leaving to go back to France. So they want this deal to go through. Seemingly, this will help the Otori group stay completely intact. So the armed guards have now been sent to to stop them. They yeah. are or on orders to not let them leave. So Mori and Honey show up in the horse drawn carriage, and Honey and Mori stay to fight. And we get Honey going like, "My my rage itches." <laughs> yeah, he, no, he has a serious face. He's like, yeah, yeah he's gonna don't go easy on them, Takashi. And Takashi Mori is like cracking his neck. He's no. like, yeah. I won't, and I said Dan will love this. I did. Yeah, they're dressed stupidly. It's the holding out for a hero. (laughs) What Shrek 2 coming to this podcast real soon. The best of the Shreks. Hands down. Even though I hear that new Puss in Boots is uh, doing numbers. It is. No, people have said that's fantastic. Yeah, we gotta gotta watch that, too. And they got that into the Spider-Verse art style, too, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But something is wrong. Um, 
so they're riding off with the twins. Uh, Karu extends a hand to Haruhi going, come with us. Mm-hmm. If you want to live, they run off and Kar- uh, Kiyoya stays behind. Mm-hmm. As like, I'll fight these people. They get rid of them easily. But then we see that the twins and um, uh, uh, Haruhi are racing along. Well, because Mori's like, take the old... Uh, yeah, old town road. Old town road, and then <laughs> like you can pop out uh, in time to beat the sports car there. So yeah, um, so Karu stays behind. Oh, so they're riding through. Uh, Hikaru is going too fast. Karu advises against this. They tumble and they fall into a pumpkin patch where uh, Hikaru injures his arm. Well, before like before they crash, like uh, Hikaru goes on his thing where it's like I can't, you know. He, like, the I've, boss I've, brought us together. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Like, we, he, we, we wouldn't have met any of our friends if not for this. Like, we don't want to go back to being like alone and sad. Yeah. So, so he has more emotional maturity than we thought he did. Yeah, at this point in the last episode, but uh, Kiyoya stays behind. The twins need to thank Tamaki because we became our own people thanks to the club. The carriage hits a bump, sending Hikaru flying into the pumpkin patch. Karo stays behind to nurse his brother, and Haruhi thinks back to that morning. Where her father thought something was wrong. You were acting the same way on your mom's funeral. You didn't eat. And you always have to have this brave face in things that cause you trauma. Even, like, like you know, even when it seems like your world is falling apart, you can't shut down. Mm-hmm. You just need to be brave and yeah. face it. Which is a yeah. prescient message. And Haruhi hears that. And then our damn ending title plays over the entire rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. And even though it's sung by Kiyoya's voice actor. <laughs> in Japanese, it's better. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's, like, very powerful that she's, like, taking the reins to her own destiny and riding along in this carriage. Yeah. So she's pursuing the the carriage with Tamaki and Eclair through horses. She's doing jumps that should not survive in this Mm -hmm. wooden carriage. But she does catch up. And Tamaki is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I'm doing this to set all of you free. Like, you don't have to do the host club anymore. Well, you can't tell when we're all joking. Like, the host club has really brought us all together. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Uh, Tamaki is about to jump for Hikaru, but Tonair holds him back. Mm-hmm. And she's legitimately sad. Like, I feel bad for her, too. She's like, I really haven't had anyone that loved me. Yeah. Even though I've had all this money. And Tamaki voices something to her. We don't hear. Mm-hmm. The first time. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's true. I, I feel like she would have been like a... I, I feel like she would have been like... Her coming back in the future probably would have been a significant A big reveal, thing, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's time for the big reveal, then. Um, but you can't tell we're joking. We all love the host club. Take my hand. Lady Eclair sadly tries to stop Tamaki. The carriage crashes and Haruhi falls off the bridge. Uh, Tamaki mounts something to Eclair and leaps after Haruhi. They both live. And uh, this is the gift that Dan probably saw. Yes. It's Haruhi tumbling off this bridge, being caught all of the beach episode before. Mm-hmm. So it's a good call back to that. Um, so Tamaki rescues Haruhi, everyone is fine, and then Haruhi delivers the line, I'm dripping with good looks. It's a good callback to episode it one! It is. Very cute. Uh, the other club members arrive, Lady Eclair leaves, Tamaki's mother is, turns out to be Eclair's housemaid, mm-hmm. where her driver's like, you remember that woman who talks to you about you in the house, about her, her son that plays the piano? Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's our connection. Okay, here. and Tamaki said... His words are revealed to be, thank you for letting me go mm-hmm. to Lady Eclair. And that's why Lady Eclair was like, fine, go save your girl. Yeah. Um, and he still smiled at someone like me, even though someone that was evil. So Tamaki has a good heart. 
Well, he does, and, and Claire does too, in her own way. Yep. So. And in our credit sequence, the fair is concluding with Haruhi dancing with all the host club members. The chairman and Sua talk about their unexpected backer. It was an anonymous donor uh, with the initials like Kiyoya KM. Or KO. It was, KO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kiyoya Otari. And then Sue is like, well, that's my own son. He bought my own company out from under me. Well, from the sound of it, it's like the anonymous donor gave them enough money or, like, financial backing to slightly outdo the offer mm-hmm. from Tonaire. So that was, like, a saving grace for the mm-hmm. company. I don't know. I don't know if it was as simple as Kyoya bought, but, but he, he, he basically put forward enough money at stake to like save that branch of it so mm-hmm. but still it was it was like a obviously kyo has been been putting away money from like the host club and moving yeah. monies around elsewhere so yeah. uh and then sue is like tamaki's the one i respect kyo threw it back in my face he has finally found something with an even greater value to him thanks to tamaki and the club haruhi would be a good bride for kyo or tamaki and that's kind of our like Thing up the air. Which one? Well, that's when... Because the two of them have, like, the you and me as old men conversation. <laughs> oh, where they're Dan, like, you've played Pokemon too much. Like, it seems like we're finally going to get along, you well, and we're I. doing anime a mistake when we're at, like, 70 years old. Yeah, it is, it's like, oh, like... And then he brings up the marriage things like... That's when we're going to hit our stride. I feel like the fans will finally find us when we're 70, so... Anime. Just hang in, on a few more years, Dan. We'll be in 4D by then. Just that's, think. like, two years for you, Dan. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Try to be pegging my heart when you're playing Lady Macbeth, Dan. But they, uh, <laughs> they, yeah, so they're like, oh, well, I seem we, we are going to have a conflict because that girl is, uh, you know, he's like, I would never yeah. hand her over to you. So it's like, again, there's like something being set up here. Yeah. yeah. And the host club watches the fireworks, and the host club thanks you, and we'll be waiting for you. And all I put down is, where's season two, Dan? I would also like to know. I'm waiting for it. Read the manga. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, mean, sincerely, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this show, so. I'm glad. Any, except, you know, uh, specific points to mention why you enjoyed this, or why you like this? I think this is like a, a classic from me. It's hard to... Hard to sample. I really like seeing... it. It's very much like Utena, where mm-hmm. I showed you and you had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And this is an anime series that means a lot to me. Yeah. So I, I just want to hear your genuine thoughts. Again, this is not something that I would have stumbled into by myself, just like Utena. But, I don't know. I... I and again, I also don't watch a lot of stuff like this. Yeah. I don't watch something shoujo that, anime. Yeah, that as its baseline is like either romance or drama or comedy. And uh, yeah, no, I never regret it when I do. But no regrets. In, in, in this case, <laughs> it was um, no, it was I I I was endeared to the whole cast. Like <laughs> I I I wanted to see more of these goobers. Like, there was definitely an imbalance in terms of, like, who got the most development in yeah. terms of, like... Which I'm sure you'll mention in your final ranking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of, like, you know, if they knew that they had X amount of episodes to spread everything out. Maybe, you know, who's to say what material was available for what to, to happen. Mm-hmm. But it, as you said, the twins get, in like, an inordinate amount of development to the point where... Even what we would consider, like, the main characters, like Tamaki and Kiyoya and Haruhi, mm-hmm. don't have as many, like, as many flashbacks as mm-hmm. the two of them do. 
Which is interesting. Like, I wouldn't have expected that from that, that first episode. I would not have expected that the twins would get the most, like... Yeah, backstory. D- like, the deepest character yeah. arc. So that kind of threw me. I was obviously disappointed that Maury didn't get anything else. And Honey mm-hmm. didn't really, you know, wow. either. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I, I enjoyed it. I think it was just a very sweet, like, uplifting series overall. Mm-hmm. So All right, so... Highly I'm, recommend. I'm going to rank my host first. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't... Let this affect your bias in any way. Mm-hmm. So my number five is going to be Honey. Okay. I know I lambasted you on that a lot. Very much so, yes. But I feel the same. I didn't want you to know. So Honey's number five. Well, this was all a ruse, yeah. Number four? This is tough for me. It's going to be Maury. Okay, that doesn't surprise me either. I, yeah. I love Maury. He's my favorite host club member. Mm-hmm. He should be number one. Doesn't get enough screen time. Mm-hmm. Number three, Hikaru Karu. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's Gemini energy. He's crazy. He's chaotic. But I don't like him as much as number two, Karu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love him very much. Oh, so this is out of this is out of yeah, six. Not, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not including Harui. Okay. Oh, Harui okay. would be okay. like the pinnacle because Harui's the main character, whatever. But you can feel free to do that. Um. So you know, Hikaru comes before Karu. Mm-hmm. I think Karu has a lot of ideas in his head. He definitely changes the most. He doesn't get a lot of episodes. He has a lot of back time building on his image. Mm-hmm. There we go. And then number one is definitely Tamaki. But it's out of six. How you many forgot Kiyoya. Oh, Kiyoya. Where's Kiyoya? Kiyoya will be number three. Okay. Yeah. So number three. So it'd go Hikaru, Kiyoya, Karu. Tomoki. Mm-hmm. Alright. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense for me. Okay. Um That no, it makes perfect sense. I will I will also exclude Haruhi. As you know, I liked her as a character. Yeah. Well, I feel like to her. Haruhi has done so much she would be number one. <laughs> yeah. I, I She's so. been in every episode, she's our transplant character. Um so then I will rank uh Mori as six. <gasps> why? Tell me why. I need uh, to know. Just least development on a technical level. Just least there was. But like, I love Mori. He was good. Don't you love Mori? But I like his character was like only Ooh, paired with Stan. other other characters. Gonna call Grant up on the phone. He well, ranked Mori last. I was well. I well. You put him second to last. I, I yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, second to last is not last, Dan. Well, the next up is is Honey. Yeah, I figure. Uh, so <laughs> Very I, interesting. But just the two of them together, I think that... I, similar feelings, but Honey got more funny moments to me, Like, and he mm-hmm. had like those stupid action scenes that I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put him there. He had two episodes instead of one, so... Yes. And again, this is not this is not like a purely subjective... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, like, okay, in terms of like total screen time and development, I can't like say that I... Okay. And I'm speaking as someone who... Has multiple favorite characters in One Piece who have gotten like yeah, no three pages yeah. <laughs> dedicated yeah. one to them. second. So, but in this case, having to like being like a newcomer to this series, I gotta judge it accordingly. Mm. Um, but I never, I never want to shit on secondary or characters with less screen time. I can't. Mm. I live in a glass house, glass onion, glass onion. I can't mm. throw stones. Mm. Um, uh, then four, I will rank uh, Hikaru. Okay. Uh, same reasons, like lots of good development. We got like a lot of, um, you know, 
he's kind of uh he's kind of beaten out slightly by uh Karu in mm-hmm. the in the number three slot purely because I liked how Kiaru kind of became like even if he was more understated he became like the the cool-headed one a narrator yeah, yeah. He, he knew what was going on. Again, it was one of those things where you told me to keep an eye out as the series progressed. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to notice the key differences between these two twins to the point where when you get to the end of the series, they'll be completely separate characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that is definitely the case, especially after that Vacation House episode. Mm-hmm. But by the time we reach this point, it's like, yeah, they, they're completely different personalities. Uh, then number two, Tamaki. <gasps> because he's the most uh he's he's like he's extremely entertaining i love his character i love that character type he provides the, the most type. laughs the jonathan type yeah yeah um but number one i gotta go with kyoya <gasps> that's my final oh wow. how we differ dad our ones and two swapped because i i i don't know i feel like i um i vibe with kyoya's overall personality much more mm-hmm. and I just think that he has the most fascinating story in this. Like he's like a he's like a businessman. Like a, I don't know. He's like a chess master. I don't know how to, or at least he's. You like the glasses tra- type? I see. I do, and he's like transforming himself into that type of character. And he, you know, he tries to come off as unfazed by things, but he clearly is phased by things. And mm-hmm. it's there's been some humor derived from that. Again, that episode with him in the shopping mall was probably my favorite. I, I'm of glad the series. you enjoyed it, yeah. Um, and because of that, I got to rank him number one. Wow, yeah, never would have predicted this were the end. Mm. How far we've come, yeah. Honey wasn't last. Kyoya was first. Mm-hmm. Wow, I did have Kyoya first back then. Yeah, so that was, oh, you did. I did. Yeah. So I have oh. remained steadfast in that. Interesting, more or less. So yeah, yeah. you've respected that. Mm. But you put Mori last, so. <laughs> <laughs> Ring grind up on your Fisher Price. <laughs> Speak and say. Yeah, fish that phone out of the ROO yeah. on a tank and then, you know, yeah. do what you gotta do. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. As I said previously, I think that these short animes will really be a bevy for this podcast going forward. Mm-hmm. I've got a few more down the tank. Uh, a few more of this ilk, definitely, that mm-hmm. are very Host Club esque. Uh, to come in our 200th, 200th episode, I've got two to tease mm-hmm. that are along the same lines of Host Club, and then one Dan animated series yeah. that I want to bring onto this podcast. So, I think in the future, mm. because we, we have the next couple weeks lined up pretty well. Yes. We, we have, uh, obviously, we're, we're starting Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Um, got we're, another pot. We got a few. You have another series that you're full series that we're gonna watch entirely. Um, I have two movies, um, and then you know, two wieners, two movies. Post two hundo. I'm looking forward to if you're if you're saying stating your intention to bring you know more of these like snack series to the table. I will try to, you know, my, my mission statement will be that obviously I'm going to be bringing longer ones, like Stardust Crusaders okay. is over 50. All right. But I don't think I will lock myself into yeah. just one show at a time. Yeah, that's fine. So if we need to, like, break up, like, if we hit a good point in JoJo's, then I'll I'll do, like, We gotta last of the summer, Dan. Yeah, I, I gotta, because there's so much stuff, not only... Uh, you know, a lot of stuff that we'll be teasing in episode 200, but there's a, st- a lot of stuff I've left, like G Gundam, that we're close to finishing. Saint Seiya, we have plenty left of, so 
I I want to keep I want to keep 2023 exciting. Yeah. Aside from the existential dread, no, I want to provide some excitement. Be. I yeah. think it will be. And it'll be solely devoted to anime. Yes. I think anime's at our heart and center this yeah. year. Yes. Uh, which I'll be fine with. I've got a lot of series on deck. Some that'll traumatize Dan. Mm-hmm. Some that'll excite Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some that will do both. Ooh. <laughs> the world may never know. Er. Well, with that, Dan, shall we end this episode off? It's been a long one, but a good one. Yeah. Uh, is there anywhere that our audience can find you on social media? Well, before I do that, I do apologize. Oh, I, don't, I, I hope I didn't cut off your final thoughts on... Or on. No, you, I, I just love it. I, I think that it's a series that I picked for an innate reason. Mm-hmm. It's one that I grew up with. Uh, I, I mean, what could I say more about it? Why would I bring it on this podcast if I didn't love it so much? And then watch every episode of it. Of course. I didn't skip a single one. Um, that's definitely groundbreaking mm-hmm. that we've done on this podcast. Well, an indicator of, uh, of care. So. Yeah, it just meant a lot to me, and I'm glad that you took so much out of it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, our rankings haven't paired up exactly, but... Nothing's perfect. Yeah. Pearls before swine, I suppose. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, if you uh, if you want to follow me uh, and see the artwork, <laughs> follow a swine uh, online. Ah, oh, that's perfect. That sounds like a Disney show. A swine online. Uh, a dog with it, a blog. The but, ideas just come to me. <laughs> um, we're off to a great start yeah. for this year. Uh, but you can follow me on Instagram at king underscore danis, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast uh, Instagram. And Facebook pages. And you can follow me, John Kwiatkowski, at least you mind JK on Instagram and TikTok. I know I mix that up a lot. And then Drink and Read JK on Twitter. And if you like my voice, you can follow my other podcast, including Nightcaps in the Theater, where me and a couple of friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. And then if you like classic literature, you can watch or listen to Drink and Read, where I recap Dune and what was the first book I did? I don't War and Peace. Got War and Peace. War and Peace. Yeah, Warren P. Uh, Warren Peace, the fire guy from Sky High. Yeah, classic novels. <laughs> but anyways, next episodes will not include anime. No. <laughs> or already breaking. Well, no, one, one of one of the possible choices that Dan could pick is anime adjacent. So okay. before y'all tune out, okay. <laughs> I think it'll be a great pick. And nonetheless, I have to say, our Sinister Six, my pot, has been boiling. This is the best three that I've ever picked for Dan. And I'm super excited. Okay, okay. And then the inverse to that mm. are like I the worst. Three yes, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like um, again, after you picked uh, after I don't even remember Alien in L.A. That was the last of the yeah. original pot. So yeah. my first instincts have all been watched, and 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 you know we've reviewed them. Supergirl was like a, a freak accident that worked out beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, but again. Whereas you have aimed for the stars, I have been scraping trash out You've of been like, winning. out yeah. of the alleyways, and and I'm like, you know, and just trying to like meld them into a into a sinister six pot because you know that's what I, I if we're gonna do these events, it's gonna be you're gonna bring the people up, but I'm gonna try to bring them down. Yeah. So my movies are are gonna get pretty bad. <laughs> Out. Great. Bye Bye Man was like probably the top passable in yeah. terms of like. All right, I this, loved Bye Bye Man. I don't know why this movie had a budget, but it did. I can't promise that the other ones that I bring are going to have that. So okay. we'll see. But I think it'll be funny mm-hmm. at the very least. So with that, we bid you adieu, Anime Was Not a Mistake podcasters. Until next episode, I can't wait to go to Paris and see Stonehenge. Mm. 
Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Sayonara.